0: When you were like, oh, I got to show you something, and you told me it was... What do you think of this dick pic? You think (laughs) think it
1: compliments me well? Based on our last
0: couple of conversations... Do you think the watermark
1: is excessive? I I
0: thought there was going to be a (laughs) skinwalker. Oh,
1: shit. Fuck. God, man, no. If my camera's picked up a skinwalker outside my home at 108,
0: good lord. I would already know about it. Oh, Oh, God. I would have started
1: making myself rosaries out of anything I could find.
0: Start boarding up the windows. Oh, man. (coughs) Draw
1: a circle in the middle of the dining room uh, floor just sit in it until morning comes.
0: <laughs> they did that um, Netflix um, I think it was just called Dracula a few years ago and that was one of the ways they, they stayed I, th- I can't remember if they stayed away from the vampire or they kept the vampire contained by nailing bi- pages out of the bible in a circle on the floor That displeases me. Yeah. (laughs) It was a it was a interesting take on the Dracula story though because it was like the kind of the big twist at the end was that Dracula's trans. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Dracula is a black trans woman. Um, but (coughs) differently abled. That he through the feeding of of blood over the centuries he absorbed the fears of humanity, mm. and that the biggest fear of, you know, uh, medieval Europe or whenever he was like in his prime was the church. Ah. So that he his biggest fear became the church, so crosses and Bibles and stuff like that, you know. So they did Darwinian Dracula. Yeah, what? right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, adaptation.
1: Man, my favorite. Uh, Vampire, or even you know, Dracula rendition in film was a Bram Stoker's Dracula by Francis Ford Coppola.
0: I've never seen that really. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, with Gary Oldman, is, yeah. Oh my gosh, even Keanu Reeves, oh, is, really? Uh, yeah,
0: he looks like doing a his best here. British accent. <laughs>
1: oh no, oh no, he and Winona Ryder, they are lovers, you see.
0: Good lord, Anthony Hopkins plays Van Helsing. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've heard that's great, but I've, I've never seen it. But Keanu Reeves looks like a vampire anyway.
1: Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. He's got a little bit of that um, uh, Dorian Gray
0: kind of uh, mm-hmm. thing has, going has on. Hasn't really aged in the past 40 years. Like,
1: I mean, you you can see he's weathered, yeah. but like, like, dude looks hot. Like, mm-hmm. he looks good. Like, I don't know what he's been doing. He seems to be a very kind dude mm-hmm. for the most part. That probably goes a long way, yeah. I would imagine.
0: Yeah, I definitely think the, what's it, physiogn- physiognomy? the
1: Is that the one with the G in it?
0: Yeah. It's, um, Can you spell it? Uh, P-H-Y-S-I-O-G-N-O-M-Y. Yeah. I, I think it's basically the idea that your personality is reflected in your facial structure.
1: Ah, yeah. Yeah, physiognomy—the uh, practice of assessing a person's character or personality from their outer appearance, especially the face. Yeah. Yeah. They um. There's a a, a book. It's a kind of a compilation that uh, like called "On Ugliness," mm. and kind of goes through uh, probably around from like the Gothic era and like around the Renaissance to uh, up to the beginning of 21st century as far as what was uh, conventionally considered ugly and uh, beautiful and why. So they uh, go into things like this with um, people that are ugly looking must be sinful. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or they might not even be human. They might be um, goblins. Yeah, like goblins, or or uh, like the the lemma or What What is that? Uh, we've talked about them before the the creatures that have no heads and their faces on oh, their torso. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: or the, like the bigfoot guy. Not not bigfoot, but the guy the guy with one bigfoot.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Mid.
0: Uh, n- Evil creatures? Is it Uma?
1: Is that what it is? No, but no. she's... Uma's pretty hot. Look at that fucking smoke show of a Muslim goddess right there. God damn, Uma.
0: Hello, nurse.
1: I, I agree with you. The, the time for... <laughs> The time for holy war is now. Let's fucking do it. God damn. That's not it. Hang on. Um,
0: yeah, like medieval face chest monster. <laughs> <laughs> I speak. I speak Google.
1: Medieval face chest monster. Oh, face chest man was one.
0: There it is. Yeah. Face belly.
1: Billy, but it's called something.
0: Yeah, it's like Luma or... Blemma. Blemma, yeah. So this guy was saying that ugly people are those creatures in disguise?
1: Well, they would be like the descendants of. Oh. There's supposedly... Um, and I guess it would be medieval cryptology. Mm-hmm. That the... The, uh, kind of like before the Renaissance like during the Gothic period in cartography you would uh, sometimes see um, mythological creatures or like animals depicted in H- here be monsters y- yeah. yeah 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 and in speci- uh, specifically in certain places would be like, like you know oh you can find tigers here you can mm. find dragons and griffins here um, so some of the humanoid creatures like the guy that had like one foot mm-hmm. or one giant uh, leg to get around instead of bipedal or like the blemma with the face and the torso and no head uh, were supposedly hunted down during the uh, crusade mm-hmm. because they could not have been made in God's image. Because, of, of course, the Roman humans were right, right, they were the, they were the chosen
0: ones, you know. It's funny how there's been a lot of chosen people throughout the ages. <laughs> well, one thing's for sure. They all have uh, two two eyes, two ears, and two legs. You're goddamn right. <laughs> like God intended. Yeah, I,
1: I well, I'll tell you, man. I, I used to love going to that ice cream shop down there on Jones Street. You know what I'm talking about? And these fucking blemishes showed up.
0: <laughs> hey, that's our word. <laughs> <laughs>
1: these... These blemites come out. They've got fucking tongues the size of a car seat. They eat a whole tub of ice cream. They don't talk, they just boom, blah, <laughs> blah, blah, and <laughs> point at it.
0: Hey, man, cool it with the anti blemetic.
1: Hey, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, I'm not. I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to sound. Do you, I, don't y'all just think that we're the chosen people? <laughs> We've got necks. These motherfuckers don't have no necks.
0: Where are their genitals?
1: Right under their chin.
0: <laughs> Balchinians.
1: Balchinians. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember from Men in Black Two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Other than it, it, it was not a good movie, and Balchinians.
0: I don't remember if it was good or not. Um, Men in Black Three was actually uh, a great movie. I felt like
1: it's one where um,
0: they go back Josh up.
1: Brolin. Plays uh
0: Yeah, young Kay K, yeah. And uh Jermaine from the Flight of the Concords is the villain. Oh, the has uh, the dude with the glasses. Yeah, he's got the glasses and the fing- finger face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that one. But um going back to the Crusades thing, um reminds me a lot of like the Arthurian tales you know cuz they're traveling around and you know getting into fights with monsters and like mm. sorcerers and stuff like that and that also reminds me of um Beowulf yeah cuz Beowulf is um taking place when Christianity is first like showing up on the scene and you, there's the what's the what's the monster Grendel yeah Grendel Grendel is seen as like this like old world like uh, something to be... Mm, like a, cl- a, a,
1: a Druidian monster? Or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, something to be, like, cleansed from the Earth, you know? Mm. Something that doesn't belong in the New Age or whatever.
1: Man, I think, I think the...
0: With, I'm not sure if it
1: actually happened in Dark Ages, but <laughs> I think it's really, really fascinating, nonetheless, that... Uh, I... Right. As childish as it sounds, I've sometimes wonder if, like, maybe, uh, you know, some of the dinosaur skeletons we find are actually not millennia and millions of years old, mm-hmm. but maybe more
0: recent yeah. than that. Yeah. Maybe like a thousand years old.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. um, I like I don't know squat about like carbon dating or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I just know that. I shouldn't say no. I just strongly believe that history, as we've been taught from an archaeological, cartographical, and sociological point of view, is false.
0: Right. I'm definitely skeptical of the idea. It's weird because you have to like, um, thread the needle of like history being just false in general but Mm -hmm. also having a reference point you know what I mean right because if it's like well history is just completely a lie then you're like well how do you talk about (laughs) anything anything? (laughs) yeah like (laughs) you have no you have no reference point to what happened before yeah so it can um,
1: definitely sow seeds for cosmic nihilism Mm -hmm. in that regard you know Mm -hmm. because then it becomes this existential paradox where the end conclusion could probably be am I even real? Right, right. Because you're like, well, I can't like...
0: Um, if I can't trust history and we know history is a lie... I can't empirically prove anything that happened before I was born. Therefore, maybe it, maybe life didn't exist until I opened my eyes. You right, right. <laughs> so you like that and, and in, in,
1: in a way, that I mean, is absolutely correct.
0: Yeah. You know? But... Well, it's like just these these pictures of these weird creatures and stuff. It's like, obviously, that wasn't drawn in the last 10 years, you know what I mean? Or the last 40 years, right. Right? you know what I mean? like. Um, but it's like, they also weren't drawn for no reason, you know? Like, I don't think this was like the 1200s version of Marvel Comics, you know?
1: Well, no. Like, at, at least in more, I guess you would say, Western societies, almost everything that was... Related to the world of art was controlled by the church.
0: Mm-hmm. They had the money; they paid for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, maybe like after the like fall of the Roman Empire, like pre, pre like Catholic Rome,
1: right? So like, and you know, my the history and knowledge of Catholicism is not what it was when I was a Catholic schoolboy. But uh, essentially, there was a culture change within the church during the Renaissance. Mm -hmm. You know, there was some sort of a reset they had and whatever they have going on. Nowadays seems to just be their version of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Our our calendars all follow Rome. Mm -hmm. Um, I think like even like within, Europe and other places, they've at least in the past like 200 years changed the calendar to be like you guys either lose days or yeah, you know, gain days.
0: I don't think they've you gotta gained. throw in an extra day every few years, yeah. just to make sure that uh, because a thousand years from now, our calendars will be wrong. Well,
1: mm-hmm. and, and even like uh,
0: <clears throat> you know, uh,
1: chronology itself is, is dictated by Rome, you know, most of our dates come from. Uh, Joseph Scaliger uh, yeah. uh, so Scaligerian chronology is like what we use and a lot of the things that he used um, had a bias for agreeing with what scholars and quote unquote prophets from the Vatican mm-hmm. predicted would be and to tie in with um, uh, biblical references as well that S- uh, that aside, this was 400 years ago mm. or so. So, whenever the uh, guy Morozov, uh, a Russian uh, scientist, started using uh, there's something Newton, uh, Isaac Newton, had talked about towards the end of his life, and his writings became more about the uh, history is bogus. Mm. Like here, and here are like the reasons why and Newton was incredibly brilliant uh, mind and uh, talked about uh, something in regards to more or less the the moon being essentially the ultimate clock mm. that, that we can use and Morozov took this notion and used uh, lunar eclipse data because it's cyclical you know it will always happen I think it's in the same spot every eight years, eleven months, and eight hours—if I'm not mistaken—go outside, buddy, for sure. have fun.
3: Um, aren't you talking about
1: Fomenko? Yeah, well, flamenco used Morozov's oh, okay. data. Okay. Because, like, I mean, you think about it, like to start tracking back a lunar cycle mm. for hundreds and hundreds of years, and to then compare that with. Scaliger's chronology itself. So it it took this guy Morozov, essentially his adult life, Mm -hmm. to do this research that Fomenko then used to write the new chronology Mm -hmm. based on empirical data of the lunar calendar. And his conclusions were that what Scaliger and the Romans and the Vatican did with the calendar was to make up for the mathematical error that didn't work and I think probably to fit within the biases of people who was it, Constantine mm-hmm. that like wanted his year to be a specific date and whatnot mm-hmm. they then added in all these filler dynasties that were supposedly of the same family <clears throat> that just continued on right
0: right right but they it was like a copy and paste mm-hmm. more or they less they ended up like adding like a bunch of time yeah yeah um, are you familiar with Herodotus at all No He's called the father of history Like uh, Let me get this Uh, As far as like academic History um, What's
1: his name again? Herodotus
0: Herodotus It looks like Herodotus (laughs) Um, But he's He's basically the The first what we would consider historian As far as like Um you know, instead of just saying, "Well, this guy, the son of this guy, conquered this land," and right. not giving any context of where or when exactly it happened, like Herodotus um, is the model for all the historians who came after him, and he is one of the major sources for a lot a lot of things that happened in his time, which is around he like he writes about um, he writes about like the post. Like in the, the first millennia, like what happened to the Jews in um, Rome after the crucifixion and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people use him as an extra biblical source to argue for um, the historicity of Jesus. But the, the what of Jesus? Hi- historicity? The like the fact that he actually existed. Oh, okay. Uh, historicity is the opposite of mythicism. So, like the mythicist view is that he didn't ever exist and that people just created him as a religious figure right and then the historicity yeah the historicity of Christ is the idea that he was an actual person anyway so like we use Herodotus as a basis for a lot of uh, events that we know for a fact happened you know but he writes about a bunch of other stuff that like from the modern academic point of view you just have to um, leave out because it's absurd like the existence of a race of dog-headed people called the um i think they were called cenocephalites um which is funny because the yeah that's it they're literally just humanoid dog-headed people yeah like anubis or um which it's funny because so saint christopher Is like a, he's one of the like more popular saints in Catholicism. Like Mm. the patron saint of travelers. Yeah, that's right. Um, And like people like will carry like necklaces with his image on it. Uh So, but he is portrayed in a lot of, I think it's hagiographies, the life of the saints, as a 12 footed dog headed man. Whoa. Yeah. And some people say that it's like um, the result of a mistranslation that it it, like reading red sea like people yeah yeah right right or like um so like there's a there's a famous statue of moses i think in the vatican where he has horns Mm. and um people say that's a mistranslation of uh blessed or something like that you know what i mean i
1: don't think so with the cover of the vatican it's probably them just paying homage to demons yeah right yeah exactly but they they um, kind of seem to have hijacked the whole uh the uh, idea of uh, what a, a a Christ and anointed one should be, and sort of uh, right. re- replaced it with golden palaces of yeah. <laughs> ornate bitchin' metal as
0: fuck, yeah, creepy ass art. Trillions, uh, trillions of dollars worth of like jewels and statues and shit is there an interpretation of uh, being meek. <sighs> That's not meek. <laughs> But, they um,
1: clearly inherited the earth. Yeah, did they right. Not?
0: <laughs> right. But it's, but the point is, like somebody like Herodotus, who we use as an authoritative source for historical events, he he wrote about stuff like like this, like dog headed people, and he might have uh, he might have written about the blemmas or, or or like similar creatures. But I haven't dug too deeply into him. There it is. Yeah, he just looks like every other guy who had a statue made of him yeah he looks time. like Socrates yeah
1: it's wild though that the Cenocephaly, with these dog-headed people mm-hmm. there's a lot of
0: artwork from different eras too yeah it's yeah not,
1: yeah
0: it's not just medieval
1: well I would kind of think like But if there were, um, you know, creatures like, uh, kind of explained, like in the book of Enoch and other books that kind of anthropomorphize angels into like actual living beings, like made of flesh, even if they're fallen, Mm -hmm. I would imagine that
0: they probably would not look like people. Right. You know what I mean? But if you, um... If you kind of combine like the Enoch story of the Fallen angels mating with humans and kind of compare compare that to like the Sumerian mythology mm-hmm. where they were making chimeras between uh, humans and demigods <clears throat> like they are they're not human creatures you know what I mean they're right like dudes with beards with like lion heads and wings and stuff like that <laughs> and it's like you can make the argument that it's like uh, symbolical but it's like I, then you have people like Herodotus who are like, no, this actually happened. Like, this, right. this, re- this was real. There are dog-headed people and um, people with butts on their face, you know. <laughs> Do you think that if
1: there were a, uh, a breakaway civilization, like that kind of uh, theory, as we talked about before, that these types of creatures would
0: be... Uh, Either privy to that or a part of it. Are yeah, you- I mean, it could be like think about like this is such a like <laughs> such like a um, childish example, but like think about the Super Mario Brothers movie from the nineties. Right. Like it's a because that's a, which that's, is a fantastic film. Uh, dude, people, it. people talk shit about it. I fucking <laughs> love that movie. Um, but it's probably because I grew up on it. But I mean, that's an that's an example of a breakaway civilization. Um, <laughs> of uh, humanoid reptilians you know right if you accept like the paradigm of Darwin Darwinistic evolution there's no reason that any like non-human animal given enough time in the correct environment could become what we would call humanoid right or or at least on the level of human sentience you know they might not have two arms and two legs and stand upright but I don't see why not you know there was there could be a breakaway civilization of Bigfoot big feet big feats I, th- I think I've done this before Sasquatch
1: <laughs>
0: Sasquai. Mm, that's a good one I
1: wish that was the plural of it Sasquai. yeah <laughs> uh, <they> we're trying <laughs> to get footage of Sasquai out there in the woods sounds right Cousin was- Ralph you got one on audio
0: you should hear it sometime it's like a d- like a mad monkey it's an angry samurai we might have talked about this on here before but have you heard the samurai chatter I don't think so that's what they call it it's um so we have like what you just did is like the more common Bigfoot noise Mm -hmm. but there is a and it's hard to find um, footage of it but there are these these audio clips of what they call samurai chatter because it sounds like a like an old samurai movie of a guy just like speaking in like fake Japanese tell me Bigfoot's
1: race <laughs> yeah yeah but it's sad he even t- even talks in like English and an American accent in the <laughs> <Yeah>. makeup
2: <laughs> oh hello
4: <laughs> you help me I lost in the war it's very
1: dark <laughs> i very scared I'm a big fool,
0: but I Ross. <laughs> emotional damage <laughs> emotional damage. um God I love that name. but it, it's that yeah, it's so good. it's like you know that stereotypical like low guttural voice that people will use when they're like making fun of old Japanese movies that oh <laughs> right. that I mean that's what it sounds like, and um. I'd, I'd tell you to pull it up, but it's so it's so hard to find. But uh, it's a, it's weird, man. It's creepy because it's not like it's obviously not English. You know what I mean? Right. But it's not actual Japanese either. But it's like it's vocalization. Does it sound like a person? <sighs> Somebody told me it was Bigfoot, and I believed them. You know what I mean? Right. Like it could be a person, but so could
2: whoop <laughs> whoop
0: like that. Could that's you know? I just did that. You right. Know, so. Yeah, there's only been um, a couple
1: of pieces of footage of the, the whoop-whoops mm-hmm. that... Uh, I think one of them... Uh, what's his name? Dave Politis? Mm-hmm. Like, after the, the Missing 411 movie, when we started doing, like, the Bigfoot mm-hmm. the stuff and whatnot, there's, like, one shot of, like, a couple of guys that are, like, camping out in the woods, and they've got their night vision on, and whatever is making... The noise—it seems to be much louder and more powerful than what a human being right. can like push out. Mm-hmm. Like just the way it reverberates through the woods and the uh, the tone and timber of the <laughs> <laughs>
2: like <Yeah.
1: laughs> that sound or whatnot. And it's like super duper loud. And if I'm not mistaken, you hear something else from another direction. Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, if these guys aren't doing a hoax, they did a really good job of doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And not to say that human beings wouldn't go that far to trick people. Especially they absolutely
0: if, would. Yeah, yeah, especially if you can make money off of it. <coughs> well, it's like you see the, um, like the Discovery Channel Bigfoot hunters. They'll just be out in the woods like slam you know they're trying to replicate what they call tree knocking Mm. and they'll just like take a branch and like slam it up against the tree you know to try to like demonstrate that we can't make those noises right you know because the noise the what they call tree knocking is so loud it can be heard from such a long distance that we physically can't replicate that right but um, I uh, I think you could I think it would just depend on the wood that you're using probably the wood you're using I'm sure you could use some kind of like instrument you know, like a machine or something to do it. Right. But, right. Uh, but just, but just like hitting a tree with a baseball bat, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't produce that. I don't know the word for amplitude or whatever, you know, that would reach the, make the sound reach that distance. But the, um, the Patterson Gimlin film every couple years, I'll, for some reason it'll catch my attention again. Mm. I went down a YouTube rabbit hole a couple of weeks ago uh, what it was, I saw a, me- a meme on Instagram, and it was like, sixty years of uh, attempting to debunk, but it hasn't been debunked because it can't, or something like that.
1: Which is always a bold
0: statement, yeah, no matter yeah. what
1: you're talking about. And,
0: and <laughs> it was, it was like, um, I was, oh, I was reading through the the comment section on that meme, and uh, there was a couple people that were like dropping YouTube links, and so I pulled up one of the videos, and it was like this guy was. He was, he was like whether it's real or not this is the best evidence that we have you know as far as like a visual representation of what this creature is and he's like so how can we use this video to scientifically prove what this is like is this a man in a suit or is this not a man in a suit right. you know what I mean because if it's not a man in a suit then it's something it's that's crazy you know <laughs> sure. so um, <clears throat> he because in that video it was like a high def like remastered version of the video and it's like you can see there's a functioning elbow on whatever that is but the fact that the so in a photograph you can like draw a line you know what I mean say okay well this is the relative length um, basically what he was saying is like the arms of that suit or creature or whatever it is mm-hmm. are the exact length of the legs which is is not the case in humans. Our our arms are like sixteen um, percent shorter. Yeah, than Yeah, uh, L-
1: uh, Lloyd Pye makes a similar argument right. uh, to say that um, there is not like one common ancestor that evolved over time. E.g., e. like Cro-Magnons and uh, yeah, it's not linear. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That there are separate beings, right. like separate species entirely. And that uh, the bone density is different, the um, that bone structure, especially of the feet, like like the fossilized feet that they've found, mm. are not like human feet. Like that, they are not designed to be heel big toe momentum mm. and then balance with the pinky toe. That they are designed like
0: hands are designed. Right, right. But the the point this guy was making is that the the location of the elbow on the arm, right, of, of, in the Patterson Gimlin film, can't be a man in a suit because the length of the arm, like a suit, can't change where your elbow is. You know what I mean? Oh, good point. Like, yeah, yeah. You can't you can't make a suit that makes your arm bend in no, the, you, in the you middle have of your something forearm. with uh, forearm extenders. Right, right. But you can't extend whatever that you're, you can't extend your upper arm to make your elbow farther away from your shoulder. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that that was his reasoning in saying, that like, this can't be a hoax. It's, like, physically impossible. Right. Unless it was just, like, they had, like, the best animatronics we've ever seen. And this was, like, back in the 60s. E- either that, I would say that, like, if I'm doing, like,
1: devil's advocate, mm-hmm. that what could have been done is that they could have gone in frame by frame and etched and drawn in a, and it, an arm, yeah, movie? To, to make it well, maybe you, if, if you because if you think about it, a movie is just a, a series of pictures, right, played right. in quick succession, right, or succession, succession. Um, so you can, uh, like they would do it all the time in uh photoshops, mm-hmm. like before there was a application software, Adobe Photoshop. There were actual photoshops mm-hmm. where. You can go in and like like postcards. A lot of postcards will use just the same sky background for whatever oh, right. city it right. is, right? <laughs> if you're trying to advertise your city or show your friends, like, hey, I was at this cool, beautiful place. Well, if you have a photographer and you hire them, they may not get to have a good day to get the sky, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So they would go in and just they this uh. I wish I could remember the name of the company. They did a lot of postcards throughout the 20th century, and I think some of the 19th century as well. But they would just use a different uh, or a, a series of uh, backgrounds of sky. They would just go in very meticulously and like with uh, usually with uh, some sort of magnification, you know, to zoom in. Right, mm-hmm. so you have lenses that you would put down and tools, and you could go in and cut things out so they would cut out the city line the light poles everything like away from the sky and then add in a layer behind it of picture of a sky and then kind of like what NASA does no (laughs) are you you serious
0: (laughs) you don't believe the moon's real (laughs) Oh, oh you don't think the moon I can see it it's right there what a numbskull but um I mean, you have a point, like, yeah, technically you could say, well, they just went in and...
1: uh, I'm I'm saying that, like, that would be the only... Using the technology at the time? That would, yeah. What was that,
0: 68? 64, something like like that. So, I mean, computing was not there. Right, right. You know what I mean? Even at... They Zapruder filmed it, in other words.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I hadn't even thought about that. But the only... Yeah, that's a similar argument. Like, you can... Before it gets finished, right, mm-hmm. you tweak it. You, you, you make these corrections to it. So you would have artists that would be able to do this kind of stuff right. with very, like, uh, small canvases. I mean, if, if you even think about, like, uh, uh, the movie Fantasia from uh, Walt Disney, there are certain animations in it, like, especially uh, towards the end, there's a scene where it's like sort of like Gregorian chant or something, or like a churchy chant, and there's a bunch of monks with torches walking in a line across a bridge. Some of the animations on that were less than an inch big. Really? Like uh, wow. some of the ones the torches and monks in the background started off around a quarter of an inch. And That's then,
0: insane.
1: Like and so they're they're animating these at 30 mm. frames per second.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: Like, yeah. You don't see anything like that. It may have been 24 was so, filmed back what, then, but regardless. Right, right. <clears throat> so, so, like, the uh, point being that if, if it were going to be faked, to me, that would be the only way to do it. Would yeah. You would have to take it apart frame by frame and essentially rebuild it and then... Well,
0: we have a contemporary example of that that was happening around the same time. Um, Harry Housen, I think is his name. He was the he was the stop motion guy in the 60s. He did um, Clash of the Titans.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, the um, – what was it? Uh, uh, the stop go I think animation it was like a precursor for CGI well, yeah, it was well, like modeled mm-hmm. after like what he had done right. in Clash of the Titans it's ba-
0: basically what we call stop motion now it's like you know clay figures what's his name again? I think it's Harry Housen H-A-U-S-E-N A-U oh yeah Housens. there we go oh maybe that was his last name Harry Housen but but he did like the the Clash of the Titans is the only one that I could think of. But the, I think he did like the the Voyages of Sinbad and stuff like that. Ray Harryhausen. That's it. That's it. Which you know, like relatively realistic um, figures. No, the, the
1: Clash of the Titans was, I mean, for its time, mm-hmm. like... I mean, of course it looks fake. It's a
0: movie. Well, especially by today's standards.
1: Yeah, yeah. But as far as, like, what
0: they did to make that, mm-hmm. like, make creatures and whatnot move... So it's like, even you could even if they went and hired Ray Harryhausen and was like, make this Bigfoot video, it's like, that was the best thing he ever did. You know what <laughs> I mean? Compa- yeah. com- compared to, like, the... Like films that he was involved in, like um, with Hollywood budgets behind them, for for somebody like that to be able to fake a like eight second video of a uh, forest giant. Yeah, that's a good one. The four K stabilized color. Oh, that's a no. That's a seven minute video.
3: Shut this. Oh, I mean, it's fine.
0: But the um, there's some zoomed in images uh, that have been like remastered, and you can see that it, like actually has breasts.
1: Yeah, with hair growing off mm-hmm. of them. Like for that to be pulled off with a costume, like each one of those hairs would have to be put in.
0: So like yeah, I mean you could make the argument that could be stop motion, but that's a damn good job if so.
1: That doesn't look stop motion. Like at all. Like the
0: movements are fluid. Mm-hmm. The big old dumper. Right. <laughs>
1: Dump truck ass. Look at that thing.
0: That squat <laughs> Squatchesy. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: man, I'm
2: trying
1: to get all up in that squatchesy.
0: But yeah, so the, like the length of the upper arm. It's like, how do you, you know, like how do you recreate that without breaking your own arm? Yeah, that's a little weird. Like, the elbow comes down, like, to the waist, where ours ours come down to, you know, mid like, mid-rib cage. Yeah, look at that thing. Like it's yeah, elbows. The at elbow t- and the hips. It's like, at the top of its ass.
1: Yeah, the elbows and the hips line up. And, yeah, it totally, like, its face totally just looks like a silverback gorilla. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. That comparison really does it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it looks like a gorilla in general. You know what I mean, like the like the color of the fur and the like the muscle density and stuff. Right. It's just like unnaturally bipedal. Bipedal. Bipedal.
1: Yeah, like look how long those fucking arms are, man.
0: You know, it's like the only way you could recreate that is to like. Go through, like, a surgical process to extend your upper arms to get into it. And who would do that to fake a 10-second clip?
1: Today, a lot, like, a lot more people
0: I identify as a forest giant.
1: My pronouns are Squash squash. (laughs) Squish. Nobody's ever asked Bigfoot what their pronouns are. (laughs) Foot Feet? I do like, like, whoop, whoop. Like, yeah. <laughs> <Just> Juggalo. <juggling. are, laughs> whoop, whoop. Are, are your, uh, your pronouns, are they uh, whoop, whoop, or is it more of a... It's more of a... Oh, gonna get, guess. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah.
0: No human being could do that. <laughs> Speaking of Bigfoot, I gotta go pee. Oh, we can take pause. dee 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 dee
1: the um, the guy who got the, uh murdered by those cops, uh, Tyree Nichols. Yeah, they know? got
0: murdered by the white supremacist cops. Uh,
1: it's interesting because they don't look like white supremacists. <laughs> you, you that that's foolish of me, I guess,
0: to judge a book by its color. I saw a get it. Of, I, oh God, judge a book by <laughs> its, its color. color. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Um,
1: I saw we just sp- lost half of our audience. Yeah. with that joke keeps dwindling. <laughs> damn to thing!
0: If I have my <laughs> way, there will be no listeners by the time we're done. <laughs> um, I saw a screenshot, and I don't know if it's real. You know, it's just something you see on the internet. But it was, um, it was a screenshot of a news news coverage of the story, and they had like blown out the photo, like overexposed it or turned up the contrast. I don't know my photography terms, but so that their skin tone was like way lighter. So like if you were just like, you know, most people aren't actually watching the news. It's just on. So if you were to like see it out of the corner of your eye, you'd see four white guys. And it's like, it's like make this fit the narrative. We have to make it fit. the.
1: (sighs) Part of me kind of hopes is that's, just a fake meme that somebody made and yeah, a parody. Right. I hope so. But I mean I I would not put it past corporate news to do some uh, what's the proper word?
0: Chicanery Yeah, I think that's right. Let me see chicanery. Tomfoolery. Chimition. Yeah, the yeah. use of trickery to achieve a political, financial, or legal purpose. Yeah. I mean there's not there deception is not uh beyond the moral compass of no
1: damn this thing (laughs) damn this thing but um uh particularly like around the pandemic like there's a video of uh because you know joe rogan became like their fucking scapegoat for Mm -hmm. just about everything because he was you know not participating in the jab Mm -hmm. vocal about it so he Whenever he made his video or one of the, he caught COVID, they tinted his skin. Yeah. Greenish. I did see that. To make him look sickly. It's so ridiculous. So, and like, that was that was CNN, you know, the mm-hmm. as far as, like, when I was a teenager, they were, like, middle of the road as far as, like, yeah. news sources went, you know, and, uh, which I, you know. And still to me, I guess, a false pride of being like, well, I'm getting it from reliable sources, mm-hmm. my news. Mm-hmm. And then I see how that plays out over a long enough timeline. And uh, it, it turns out that that's not really a good way of thinking. No, <laughs> no. But, um, yeah, this, uh, this dude got fucking murdered by these pigs, man. And, like, on camera, nonetheless, I saw something where... There are ties with FedEx that, like
0: the shipping company,
1: yeah. That his one of the the uh, I really hesitate to use the word cops, but because I would think that doesn't insult the people actually want to protect and serve mm-hmm. and bring justice to people who've been wrong. One of these murderous cops. Uh, had an ex-baby mama that Tyree Nichols was seeing. Yeah. And that somehow uh, they were, uh, I don't know, worked at FedEx or something, and somehow was connected to FedEx, and they were connected somehow with the uh, Atlanta Police Department. I think that's the city. Mm -hmm. And that it seems to have been... uh, somewhat of not an orchestrated hit but more or less that people knew about it and were just like oh well we'll just go fuck him up then if yeah. he's giving you problems. Right.
0: Right. It was like a re- like a revenge yeah. thing. And I don't know if they if they killed him on purpose or if it was just like a side effect. Of, I don't re- think it was an accident. Well yeah. You know. Right. Um, I saw just a cursory theory. It was like the Apparently, a couple of the cops had, like, ties to, like, some gang or something like that, and they were saying it could have been, like... A in gang. law enforcement? They, gangs are involved in law enforcement?
1: <laughs> well,
0: they, they were... Tied Where are you to, getting <laughs> this news? They were tied to a gang other than the police force, <clears throat> and then that it was actually a gang hit, but, I mean, I don't have any evidence for that, but.
1: Yeah, no, n- nor do I. Like, my, my stuff is, like, anecdotal at best, but let me see if I can... Uh, but, well, well, we what, Wait, I'll see what, how can find this.
0: What apparently was true, though, is that they were um, they were hired as a side effect of like progressive um, hiring policies that have been uh, had been put in place on the police force, um, like diversity standards, and so that they were basically fast tracked to their jobs without proper training, which is probably a big part of it, like. Whether it was uh, personal or gang affiliated or not, that's such a, like a fucking shame, man. Like, because like
1: people in general don't trust the cops anyway. Right. Don't like the cops currently, and they have every reason to feel that way, mind you. But if you are a cop, god damn, that's a tough fucking job, mm-hmm. man. And shit like this happens. And it's not going to get any easier. What I feel is uh, going to be a, a side effect of it is that in certain areas, crime will just become so rampant and lawlessness that eventually the state will crack a hammer down. Yeah, And yeah. people will be A-OK with, well, yeah, get them off the streets yeah. and throw them in jail.
0: It'll be like a 80s post-apocalypse.
1: anything where there's a cash grab involved, Mm -hmm. right, and especially a sudden boom, right? So something like that, new laws introduced and new uh, police force to execute those laws. If if I'm a crooked bastard and I have investments in the uh, for-profit prison complex, well, if you get a sudden boom like that,
0: that's going to be a
1: huge
0: push yeah. with yep more you make it easier for cops to arrest people makes more prisoners makes for profit prison corporations more money yeah and there you go right there that's uh well especially if you find new ways to make people criminals <clears throat> right,
1: right right you know right, right. and what, what's so fucking disgusting with a lot of our laws is that Criminals are not people that commit crimes against people or their, their property or their mm. livelihood, but criminals are people that go against policy.
0: Right. Yeah. They're they, they, they policy violators.
1: Yeah, so some laws and uh, policies are the same and, like, you should be. Like, you shouldn't be allowed to go around just, like, shooting people that you don't like Right. And like, right.
0: you know. Like, on the very, like, the uh, the most simple terms, every crime um, can be boiled down to theft. Like, true, true, a true crime. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, like, so, like, murder, for example, is the, the theft of someone else's life. Right. You know what I mean? Um, rape is the theft of someone's consent or their uh, bodily autonomy. Right. Um, and then you have just straight theft, where you actually take physical material from somebody <clears throat> and I can't it's like I'm sh- I'm sure I'm overlooking something but it's hard for me to imagine something that could be considered a crime uh, that's not theft you know what I mean uh, which like like drug like drug laws for example um, yeah there is no thievery there is no there is no thievery in getting high you know you could say oh you're robbing your fu- yourself of a future <laughs> <laughs>
3: Then I'm the victim. <laughs> yeah. Why are you right. Why are you punishing yeah. right. me if I'm the victim?
1: Yeah. You can't put. Yeah. Exactly. Well, this is for your own good. You're gonna throw me in a box and mm. not allow me to live until you say I can get out. And not only
0: that, I'm gonna be in there with people
1: that deserve to be like
0: right. like in
1: there. It's like that, you,
0: you can't be the perpetrator and the victim at the same time. Yeah. otherwise, like, it's not a crime.
1: Our, our prisons are so fucked with mm. that, man it's like that should be a place for
0: violent offenders to go mm-hmm. like period yep murderers rapists you know child abusers you know stuff like that yeah like uh, I mean you know and that's it you know murderers rapists thieves And I mean that's what else is there that, you know
1: people that break policy yeah. right if, if you go against the, uh, the IRS mm-hmm. right well it seems to be only if you're like wealthy and you go against the IRS yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'll they'll get you for that, you know. So like tax evasion or like you know SEC violations mm-hmm. stuff like that. If you break their drug laws, they'll get you for that
0: because they make the money off of drugs. But it's not like, you. It's like when it's when policy violation becomes a crime. It's like what's the difference between the government and Twitter? You know what I mean? Well, according to the uh, the Twitter files,
1: not too much. Yeah. <laughs> You haven't really been uh, talking too much about that. It's like um, uh, the both the Trump administration and the Biden administration went to social media companies to pressure them to be like, "Hey, you guys need to start
0: censoring more." Yep. To uh, take this particular person off.
1: Right, right. Which that's why, like. People are like,
0: Trump 2024, that's the way to go. Like, dude, suck yeah. my dick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not holding water for that bastard anymore, dude. It's like I was never like a cheerleader for him, but it's like Yeah, he pisses the people I don't like off, so I'm I'm for him, you know what I mean? It's right. like but now it's like, oh no, he's exactly like all the other ones, just a different shade.
1: Well, like I have uh, told people before, it's like I I still think he was a better choice than Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And I think he probably would have been a better choice than Biden. Mm-hmm. But Biden is demonst- it's demonstrative that he ain't in charge.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And he's cool with you knowing that like, like look, y'all, I'm just the president. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. That's a good way. He's like. He's uh, he's the cashier at McDonald's. Like, man, I, I just work here.
1: He is the PR of PRs. Mm-hmm. Like, he... What, whatever he says, everything that's related to public relations will be like... Like, we'll, we'll defend, spin, make whatever our president says not sound like the last guy. Mm-hmm. And we're going to make sure that if nothing else... We kind of keep the dog and pony show on a happy and upward momentum. Uh, It has
0: its perks. It has its pros. Something positive. I will say something positive about about Biden. He, from time to time, will say something that's true. Like half the women in his administration are women. The more you know. Yeah. And it's like the the more that time goes on, I think that becomes more true in general. That less and less women are actually women. It's a fucking clusterfuck. Uh,
1: we'll talk about that in a, in a second. I found this uh, this uh, clip that this gal was talking about with Tyree Nichols. It's like two
4: 2021, minutes. The 2021, the very first time we were in Indiana, we were about to get sworn by the cops. We have been trying to verbatim. Draw out for you and tell you when we got the warning about the Freemason police. What you're seeing with Tyree Nichols is a Freemason hit. A lot of people, though, are going into the outrage. A lot of people are not realizing what they see. Not only was he a Freemason hit, the FedEx company is involved. The EMTs are involved. The police are involved. You not seeing what we've been trying to tell you? Not only are the Freemason police, not only did that Freemason brother call that hit on him because of Baby Mama Drama and FedEx... Where we told you, UPS and FedEx traffic, okay? There's a society and everything. So we were telling you, not only are you worried about your elite, stop just worrying about the elite. You got your everyday people that you're looking right through and you not even seeing that they're in your face and telling you. Your person that drops off your mail every day is involved in a secret society and some of them don't even know. There's a lot of characterization going on. There's a lot of stages being set. There's a lot of distractions going on from the classified documents that keep getting mysteriously found outside of garages in houses like Mike Pence and Joe Biden. Are you with me? So magically, these documents just got stacked outside. Magically, they ended up in the garage. Magically, they're just in sight, right? Now we have to deal with them. In order to deal with them, that means that someone has to buy into a contract and start performing false flags and lay down money for the contract. We have been explaining this to you. You have been watching this with us for two years. Remember when we told you we would rather die in the hands of an angel than get pulled over again by a Freemason cop, deal with bullshit paramedics that are not in it for actual actual oath, and go back into a hospital where they're still trafficking? I told you that we were sold through a FedEx company. Now I want you to go and find all information that you can on Tyree Nichols, and I want you to watch... Because it's playing out in your face, and the reason why it's playing out in your face is because they put it in your face, and then they make you so it seem like you got to connect the dots.
0: So, is she a victim of human trafficking? I think so. I forget what her
1: um, because I'm not on TikTok or anything. This is just in the Telegram channel, uh,
0: one of them that I'm in. So I want is she saying that these particular cops are Freemasons, or is she just saying cops are Freemasonic in general?
1: I think, I th- well, I think what she's saying is that within these particular industries and companies, that there are big organizations yeah. that pull mighty strings mm-hmm. within them. Mm-hmm. And that, like she said, that like some of these folks are in these societies that they don't even know it right 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 so like to them they're just doing their job they may not know what they're doing so like if they're say like doing like a maybe like a postal route well well shit just put a camera on ken's vehicle and we'll uh we'll see if uh
0: anybody's home when he drops off the mail
1: Mm, yeah you know what i mean yeah
0: well, yeah, they use like these corporate structures to car- compartmentalize people, where they they could be, or like like if like from a trafficking point of view, they could be dropping off a, a package with you know somebody in it, you know. Or, I mean, and yeah. not even not even know because it's just like they're just dropping off a box and like scanning it and like going about their day. You know? Right. I mean the 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 biggest drug dealer in the or distributor in the world is the postal service. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, like, your mailman doesn't know that he's dropping off a kilo of cocaine, you know, on his daily route. You could be doing it every day and not even know it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the the Masonic thing is, like, there is... I mean, obviously, um, Freemasons, like, they use the, the organization to, you know, they trade favors and they hire each other and, you know, they help each other out and stuff. And the fraternal... What is it? The fraternal brotherhood of police or something like that? You see the stickers like Mm -hmm. with the sheriff star, right? It's like it's some kind of like organization, but that is a Masonic organization within the the more broad police force in general. Yeah, because every police every police um, every law enforcement agency has that. I think it's called the Fraternal Order of the Police or something like that. That. You know what I'm talking about. You see stickers on pickup trucks all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Fraternal Order of the Police. That's it.
1: World's uh, largest organization of sworn law enforcement officers with more than 364,000
0: members and 2,200 lodges. Lodges. That's a key word. That's not police office. That's not, you know,
1: police station. No, that's a place where they go to... Discuss matters
0: of their police in secret, yeah, and in regards to their lodge. A lodge is where Freemasons meet. You know, like (laughs) they—it's—it's—it's basically a church.
3: It is a church,
0: yeah. Like, so when when people talk about the thin blue line, you don't have the police officers are not going to snitch on each other. That they're going to cover up for each other. Like that's—I mean that that the fact that something like. The fraternal order of the police is allowed to exist. It's literally a secret society. Wouldn't would it not be a terrorist organization? I mean, yeah, you could you could Because it's using violence and intimidation yeah. for political gain. Yep. Yep. Right? There you go, right there. It's also could be classified as a uh organized crime. Yeah. So it's like it's a gang, it's a cult, <laughs> it's a terrorist organization. Why would you not want to join? <laughs> Or it's like, I don't know you can can murder people
1: on camera
0: and like everything. Don't worry. Everything's fine. Everything's cool. What did Tyree Nichols do? Like, what was the was it a traffic stop? Was it a warrant? That's what I
1: think it was. What did Tyree Nichols do? What did he die from? Reckless driving. Reckless driving. Memphis Police Department, so it wasn't Atlanta, it was Memphis. Sorry, ATL, I know you got some problems with your fucking police department as well. Fucking shooting people camping in the fucking woods on public land. Anywho, the Memphis Police Department said there's no evidence to substantiate claims that Tyree Nichols... The 29-year-old black man who died in the hospital three days after he was allegedly beaten up by five police officers at a traffic stop was actually involved in reckless driving.
0: So we don't know for sure that he actually did anything at all.
1: That's what it seems to say. So what What I'm picking up from, that's from Newsweek. New York Times also says, that uh, he was stopped for an, uh, what the police say initially was reckless driving. And then it got into a violent
0: confrontation. I like how they say allegedly beaten up by five police officers when it's on video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, who are you doing damage control
1: yeah. for? Well, I guess it'd probably be the fraternal order of the police. <laughs> right. Yeah. With their 364,000 members and 2,200
0: lodges. God, wait. Um, there's another video that's been going around the past week or two. You might've seen it, but it's, a. um, it's, it looks like it's like a, a either a small trailer or a camper and they have kind of like your, your camera set up. They have a camera set up in the corner mm. and you can see the whole trailer. You can see the front door all the way back to the bedroom. And, um, when the video starts, there's like a dog door or something like that and, you see somebody reach in and throw like this black object and you see it start moving around. It's a remote control drone or RC car or something. It's got a camera on it. And they, um, the, you hear the police from outside over their loudspeaker saying, come out. So, and so we just want to talk. We just want to talk. And you see this guy like get up out of bed. It's obviously the middle of the night. This guy gets up out of bed and he like starts walking. He's like, "What the hell's going on?" He looks down. He sees the RC drone. He's like, "What the fuck is this?" And he picks it up. And like his wife is coming out behind him. And uh, he turns the light on. And like he he walks uh, walks out the door. He's like, "What the fuck is going on?" And you hear, "Show us your hands! Show us your hands!" And like he's got the the remote control thing in his right. hand. And they open fire on the guy. And so he falls back into the trailer. He, like he's been shot in the chest. It looks like. And he's like, "They shot me! They shot me!" And, uh, and he, so, like, the police come in. They drag him outside. He's just, like, sitting on the threshold of the door for, like, a good minute before one of the cops is like, get him over there and start working on him. Like, I guess, you know, patching him up or whatever. And him and his wife, they're just... He's, he's like, screaming like he's, like, afraid he's about to die. You right. know. And she's screaming, like, what the fuck? He didn't do anything. And so they drag them out into, the, I guess, into the yard. And then uh, a couple of the cops come into the trailer and, like... uh I think two or three guys walk in the first one walks in and he turns around and he puts his hands on his head. He's like, Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Like he just realized that they shot this guy because he had the drone that they threw in, in his hand that apparently, you know, right. I'm assuming they, they thought it was a gun or something. And, uh, he said, Oh fuck. Oh fuck. And the other cop is like, dude, dude, there's cameras, There's cameras. And so all of a sudden they just like, they just start playing it cool and walk back outside. And that's the end of the video. What the fuck, yeah. man? Yeah, and don't, it's, don't have a dog door. So the on your fucking house. The man. police report that they put out like the next day or later that week said that he was being belligerent and got into a verbal altercation with the police officers. But it's like it's clear as day on video, right? Yeah, he just he walked out his door and they immediately opened fire on the guy. It's it's disgusting, man. <sighs>
1: People want to, to fund the police. Like that seems like that's out of. Oh my god! So fucking stupid, man. How are you going to convince people they should fund the police while you keep doing this shit? Right. Right. Like, good lord, man. There was one dude. I think it was in L.A. This would have been the past week or two. He's a dude that has. He's he's like. He's like uh, Cotton Hill from King of the Hill. Yeah. He has no shins. <laughs> yeah. And he's like this homeless dude. I killed 50 men. Yeah. But he's brandishing, instead of a rifle and a shotgun, he's brandishing a butcher knife, right? And he hops out of his wheelchair and he starts walking on his, his nubs. Oh, God. And, like, telling the cops, like, get away from him. Now, they are there because there were complaints about a dude with a knife threatening to stab people. Mm -hmm. But rather than subdue him with, you know, tasers, mace, anything, they said that they were worried he was going to throw the knife at them. Mm -hmm. So they
0: they killed him. Jesus. I mean, that like, a situation like that is like... I don't know. Because like I, when you see
1: it though, he's the officers are calm. There's distance, and yeah. he's like, like stay back. I'm I'm telling you, right. like like just leave me alone. You know, he's holding a knife because he's w- whatever he was doing with it beforehand. Now he's fucking terrified. Right. He's got a bunch of dudes with like guns
0: that are approaching him. I think there's something called the, it's like the 20 foot rule or the 25 foot rule or something. Like if somebody's brandishing a weapon, like you either, like if they come within like a certain distance, they're authorized to use lethal force. And it's like, you have to draw a line somewhere where it's like, if somebody, somebody actually can, you know, use lethal force, it's like they have to be like justified, but it's like, if the dude doesn't have legs, it's like, where do you where do the, you draw the line? Yeah,
1: the twenty-one foot rule was developed by Lieutenant John Tuller or Tuller, a firearms instructor with Salt Lake City Police Department. Uh, back in nineteen eighty-three, Tuller set up a drill where he placed a suspect armed with an edged weapon twenty or so feet away from an officer with a holstered sire uh, holstered fire. Oh my God, I can't fucking talk. <laughs> holstered sidearm. There we go.
0: Um, hang on. Brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> Pfizer. <laughs> Pfizer. <laughs>
3: Pfizer.
1: Defund the police. A cab. Fund the police.
3: <laughs> Pfizer. Uh, da, 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 with
1: with a holstered sidearm. He then directed the armed suspect to run toward the officer in attack mode. The training objective was to determine whether the officer could draw and accurately fire upon the assailant before the suspect stabbed him. After repeating the drill numerous times, Tuller, who is now retired, wrote an article saying, "...it was entirely possible for a suspect armed with an edged weapon to fatally engage an officer armed with a handgun within a distance of 21 feet." the so-called 21-foot rule was born and soon
0: spread throughout the law enforcement community. So it's like, yeah, you have to draw a line, but that, I mean, that drill assumes that the guy has legs, you know?
1: Right, and it's all, well, they also, it also, I think, assumes that your what your response to that should be, use your holstered sidearm. Right, right. Right? Mm-hmm. Like... They have net guns now. Yeah,
0: You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they could have tased them. Bolo twists. This is a fucking um, horse tranquilizer from...
1: <laughs> right? Like, Lord they knows I've got fentanyl and ketamine in the uh, evidence
0: room, the, so why not repurpose there you go. those there you go. into trank darts? Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, the guy doesn't have any fucking legs. So it's like... I don't know, man. It's like the... The fund the police versus defund the police is like not—it's not black and white, you know. It's like a, obviously they they make their own arguments why they should be defunded because they're they're murdering people on the street, but also it's like do you want to have no cops? It's like I don't know, man. It's 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 not so cut and dry as people would, you know. It's like you're back the blue people versus defund the police people. It's like they're both they're both like making a a black and white ideological argument for what I would call almost a a fruitless endeavor. Mm -hmm. You know, the,
1: um, it's kind of like the whole notion of like anarchy where it's like, well, yeah, there shouldn't be any state cops. It's like, well, then you're just going to have rich folks with private police to enforce whatever they want. Isn't that kind of what we have currently? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, and they're, already protected by the state because they're part of the state and you at the same time you can't abolish all the cops because i I believe you do need some law enforcement you know like i've been the victim of an arsonist before i'm very pro the arson detectives that you know come out and (laughs) uh, put the pieces together for people been wronged. most detectives actually you know forensic pathologists even like uh Folks that uh, work a beat for like you know break-ins or mm-hmm. something like that you know there are pros to having like a reliable uh, uh, police department to protect uh, you know f- uh, folks uh, from just being rampant victims of crime but it's not about crime anymore it's about policy enforcement mm-hmm. and who violates policy and now you have officers that can just whether they go to jail or not, I know four or five of them are being tried for murder. Mm-hmm. But regardless, Mr. Nichols is gone. Right. He has he left this earth and not on his terms. Yeah. You know, it was, it was taken from him. So no matter what punishment they get, they were able to do that. Mm-hmm. They were able to use force to murder a dude that they didn't like.
0: and Like a gang of them. Mm-hmm. Like yeah it's like you don't with that guy's dead like he doesn't get justice like it doesn't matter what you do to those cops it's like that there is no like reparation in that situation none whatsoever none
1: whatsoever and you know people even ourselves included like you know harping about like what should happen and Mm -hmm. you know to these people and how wrong it is or whatnot is also, in some regards, a fruitless endeavor mm-hmm. because it shouldn't have happened, mm-hmm. you know? And that shouldn't be a, um, a concern of people in America, regardless of their skin color. Yeah. I, I, I think that is secondary. The, like, the, the primary crime that's being committed is lawlessness, mm-hmm. you know? And,
0: well, it's the fact that, the, that these black cops you know, killed this black, you know, whether he was a criminal or not is like kind of besides the point.
1: That's not their job right, nor their
0: duty. But it's, it's, it's a, it demonstrates that it's not like that. The epidemic of police brutality is not solely based on ethnicity. No. The way a lot of people would like to portray it. You know,
1: I I think a lot of folks that push that are, um, Grifters and culture vultures mm-hmm. and uh, carpet baggers, mm-hmm. you know, siren chasers. They want. Uh, it's it's kind of like how people will get duped with uh, either like church religion or like atheistic secular uh, ideologies, where a, so, a solution is provided, and it's like it's like, well, this is this is why that is and. You know, you can be a part of something great. You can help us combat this evil. Mm-hmm. Join us, and together we'll we'll put a stop to this. So it's it's cloaked in nobility, but I think at the end of the day, a lot of these leaders of activist movements with your Al Sharptons and oh him oh he's a, he's an honorable dude. <laughs> Watching him tap dance and showboat at funerals and
3: oh I, I just I, I just knew I had to come out and show up based on you know how just how serious this was like,
1: these, these folks uh, Al Sharpton is like Bill Nye the science guy for activism yeah
0: <laughs> he's not he's not an activist he's a uh, he's,
1: he's a an po- activist he's a, he's
0: a political engineer
1: I mean, I wouldn't give, I wouldn't use the e word to give him that much
0: credit. That's he's like the assistant engineer as I could get to Bill Nye's. Uh, <laughs> Touche.
3: He's
0: not a scientist; he's a mechanical engineer. Uh, but yeah,
1: it's like you said, it's it is an epidemic. Whenever it, it just it just keeps happening, right? Mm-hmm. And Again, I, I don't think that it's driven by race a lot of times. But at the same time, I would imagine that there's probably a, a higher number of incidents with law enforcement with vehicle and traffic stops where the person driving... Being black probably has to answer a few more questions than somebody who's white. Yeah, I I would agree with that in general. Um, I think a lot of that probably comes from police training because they're trained to police ghettos Mm -hmm. and poor neighborhoods differently than suburban and rich neighborhoods, Mm -hmm. right? So they will see a black man driving a car and be like, well, he could be coming from this hood over here. We're gonna, right. we're gonna find out what what this felt is all about. You know, I think that kind of racism happens. But as far as,
0: yeah, like I'm well, not, it, I'm not saying it's not a factor at all. You know what I mean? Right. But it's like it's not. I mean, this the Tyree Nichols situation is a good example as it not being the the police problem is not a racial problem in general you know what I mean like it it definitely does play a factor in, in certain situations right but the, pro- with the problem we have is a gang problem not a uh, not a uh, ra- racism obviously exists you right you know what I mean but it's like Tyree Nichols didn't die because of white supremacy white supremacy is systemic in, the, in every police department right you know what I mean? racism is a problem you can't solve right right like,
1: kind of like, um I was talking to uh, with, uh, my friend Cole last night about, um like, kind of like a, like, climate change. I was like, you, you notice how, like, we don't really talk about pollution mm-hmm. anymore. Like, it's, it's all about climate change. Like,
0: that's... Another undefeatable problem.
1: Yeah, because pollution you can solve. Mm-hmm. Pick the fucking garbage up out of the lake. Yeah. Okay. There you go. You know? Now I we'll have clean water for a while. Yeah, but then you don't have anything to rabble rouse about. You know? that's another thing. It becomes a uh, you know a cult for mm-hmm. a lot of folks. And God, it pisses me off. Like I, I love Earth. I, I think this is such a sacred and special place and hell at the same time. <laughs> Top floor of hell, bottom floor of heaven. It's a good dichotomy. But this faux environmentalism for what I'll call it especially with people that'll just pontificate about like like oh we we need to get rid of fossil fuels like that's how we need to do it's like okay so we're talking about like like okay wind turbines as a substitute right how do you think those big fucking blades spin round and round and round and round and round and round all the live long day they gotta be lubed up You ignorant fucks like aside from that they're made of all these pieces and require certain like minerals and certain oils That are not really renewable. So it just creates a junkyard of Way bigger parts and problems than let's say the coal mine ever did Aside from that Cyclical energy has been found to be used. I'm not a fan of fracking but because of environmental pressures, the fracking industry was like, oh, you guys are concerned with carbon output? Shit, dude, wait. okay, no, 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 don't make us illegal. Tell you what, tell you what, we got a solution. We've taken we've taken our carbon output, and rather than release it into the atmosphere, we found a way to store it and then use that to create electricity. Mm-hmm. There you go. God, I can't, <laughs> can't do it with that, man.
0: Yeah, you use the... Use the non renewable resource um production process to create renewable resources which will cut down on the use of non renewable resources
1: it, it, it will make it'll it'll in the long run it's going to make earth more sustainable
0: right but well, it doesn't have to be a all a, a, we talk about, a lot about ideology on the show it doesn't have to be an ideological like all, all or nothing. Where it's like, oh, we only, we're only going to use uh, renewable resources and you, no, no fossil fuels at all. Where it, where, like you said, it's like, you, well, you can't produce the renewable resources, the renewable resources unless you're using non-renewable resources to get there. to get to them. It's <laughs> that's, like that. that's
1: like this fucking stupid ass idea of like we need to make everything electric vehicles. Mm. Get out of your fucking mind you have to mine all this shit to make these batteries ravages the earth not to mention it's pretty much forced slave labor for parts in the congo for people to dig this shit out of uh, cobalt to get this stuff we also don't have a lot of mines currently because we haven't been that industrious at home Mm. to dig for this shit because it's relatively new so you would have to build the infrastructure to produce not only the batteries, but charging stations and all this other stuff that goes along with it. Also, if we're trying to think about, well, we need to be more conservative with the uh, the energy and what we're putting out. Well, goddamn, if you everybody's charging the fucking things up all the time off of coal-produced yeah. <laughs> electricity.
0: Well, it's like the, the lithium and the cobalt that goes into... God the, damn, it the, the, uh, fucking irritates me. The, the electric vehicle industry, you know, you, you need lithium for the batteries. You, you, you have to, like, you have to mine them. And it's like, they're not mining them with electric excavators. You know what I mean? They're they're running on diesel fuel.
1: They're fucking the earth. They're making that pussy that's, on
0: the earth and digging their fucking way into it, man. That, and the only way to fix, <laughs> like you said, the, the basically slave labor that we're using to get these minerals, the only way to make that more ethical... Is to actually use heavy machinery, so you know you get paid paid labor to use diesel fuel to dig these quote unquote renewable resources. Well,
1: now you've got all electric heavy machinery. It can run up to eight hours. Well, definitely the job will get done in eight fucking hours.
0: And it can lift like five hundred pounds max. Like Like, I don't know if you've ever used like an uh, electric like weed eater. Or like yeah, not <laughs> n- not really efficient. <laughs> no,
1: not efficient. I would get like maybe an hour and a half
0: mm-hmm. out of it. I mean, it's it's a small cell, mind you, but I got a big fucking yard. Well, it's like you hit a hit a but you know hit anything that's bigger than just like regular grass. And it's mm. like the shit's gonna it's gonna it can't produce the amount of force that a combustion engine can produce. Right. You know? like, Maybe one day it will, but right now, it's. I mean, we don't have electric front-end loaders or electric bulldozers. It's just like, that, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's oh God. That's why some of the solutions with this stuff is
1: preposterous to me. Not that, like, we shouldn't look for new sources of energy. Fuck yeah, we should. Mm. Of course we should. But this notion of, well, in order to save the planet, we need to make it so... Uh, 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 you guys can't use fossil fuels. It's like, okay, y'all still fly into your fucking orgies and yeah. Davos and Pedophile Island, Little Saint James. Like, of course they are. Yeah. They ain't gonna miss their
0: shindigs. Well, and they're they're using they're using fossil fuels to fly to these climate summits where they need where they talk about how we need to stop using fossil fuels. That alone. Yeah. That alone. <laughs> the fact that anybody could take them seriously or be like, like,
1: oh God, yes. Like, fuck yeah, we're so fucking, we're going to save the planet. It's like, no, you guys are going to save yourselves. Yeah. You've gotten to a point where you're like, hey, we kind of run
0: everything. How about we just call it a game? Right, right. And we can just start a new game, and everybody can play our game. Yeah. The new game is we get all the nice stuff and all the plebs... It, it, it's like if fossil fuels. Well, we
1: have to to save the planet. If the-, the climate's changing. We can't do anything to s- stop it. Better throw some fucking soup on a painting. That yeah. way, people will take me yeah.
0: seriously. If, if fossil fuels truly are the existential threat to the planet that they want us to think it is, there's one solution. There's only one solution, and that's technological primitivism. No more TVs. No more smartphones. No more cars. No more. You know, subways, no more. I'm sure uh,
1: everybody will be a-okay with that. No
0: more printing presses. No more, um, (laughs) you know, basically go back to the Bronze Age, you know, where everything that we have is made by our hands. Right. And and that's literally the only solution. I don't romanticize peasantry in the slightest.
1: I like sitting in front of a glowing box and hitting keys. Yeah. Like routinely and somebody saying, you did really good with this hidden keys
0: in front of this box. Here, we wanted to give you money for it. I love uh, air conditioning.
1: It's fantastic. (laughs) I love being able to say, you know what? I want to watch some kittens playing with string on a screen right now and pull it up. I want to be able to talk to somebody anywhere in the world right now. Maybe I know them. Maybe I don't. I want to be able to read any book that has ever existed at my
0: fingertips right now. But that's that's the system we're headed towards. If we if we follow the climate alarmists to their the logical conclusion of their end goal is feudalism mm-hmm. where we'll, we'll we'll be serfs and they'll be the lords, you know. It's the only way to save the it'll planet. It'll be it'll be te- technological primitivism for the masses. And fully automa, fully automated luxury gay space communism for the- <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio and Al Gore and Greta Thunberg. And like that's, I mean, even if, even if that's not their stated goal, that's the logical conclusion that ninety percent of people,
1: well, here, will be here,
0: living like Amish peasants. Here, or here's the caveat I was going to throw on to, a,
1: to that is that um, if you can't sensibly get people to agree to this mm-hmm. right which good luck getting people to give away their luxuries mm-hmm. especially in America like people are just they ain't gonna do it they'll, they'll fucking rebel so maybe if you just cull the herd right and say like well maybe you just make people infertile for a generation or two yep I don't know how you would roll that out to make people
0: uh I don't know. Uh, affected physiologically, maybe like a glo- maybe like some kind of like a global um, campaign of a. Bio- biological... Yeah, like if you
1: like, like let's say if like if somebody was selling a juice, right? And this juice was like you know it'll give you superpowers, right? And like we 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 can't we can't make you take it. Well, some of you will make you take it, but. If if you don't like work for us, like you, we we strongly recommend you
0: take this juice. You're gonna need more juice, though. We'll socially pressure you into taking the juice. Well,
1: yeah. If you didn't know, juice controls the media. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, it's,
0: 69, dudes.
1: That's actually a, a line uh, lifted from Bojack Horseman. Oh. <laughs> it's. Uh, Guy, a character Herb, he's he's dying, yeah, yeah. And he and Bojack are saying their goodbyes right before they get in a fight. Um, uh, uh, whenever he gets there initially, I think that's uh, he makes a joke about uh, Juice being on the news, and he's like, "Well, Juice controls the media." <laughs> <laughs> that's great.
0: That is great.
1: Yeah, but um, other than that, yeah, I don't know because people would have to. Take something to make themselves rendered infertile. Yeah. You know? It's not like you can, you know, just zap people, you like, with a gay bomb and just
0: be like... Not, and, and you don't want to have kids. You just... <laughs> have you heard about the 15-minute cities concept? It's been kind of blowing up lately. Yeah, like the, the uh, wall, the big wall city. Yeah, yeah. I think we talked about that a few episodes ago. The this latest meeting of the world economic forum that was uh, one of the big concepts that they're pushing now is the um, they want to put you in a like a localized metropolitan area where everything you could possibly need is within 15 minutes right. of travel so, so you don't you don't need to leave you don't need a car you don't need, yeah. yeah you don't need to go anywhere they want to put people in spaceships but not in space right yeah basically basically so, like, you, you, um, you know, that cuts out the need for fossil fuels, you know, and all of your dietary needs could be made right there on site, you know, with the the bug, you know, the bug uh, protein generator. Right, right,
1: right. Just eat the goo. Yeah. The goo is what you need.
0: Uh, speaking of goo, I got to pee. Oh, man. All right. All
3: cool. right.
0: Like I know I don't like I could make myself not pee for four hours, but right. it's like, <laughs> if you, this
1: this is a weird question, but <clears throat> I have this happen to me sometimes, more so if I'm like, like peeing outside, mm-hmm. right? But I will get done peeing, and then I'll get really really cold afterwards, like hmm. like burr like because. <laughs> Like, all the all the warm pee <laughs> yeah, yeah. has left my body.
0: I wouldn't say I, like, get cold, but there is that, like, that shiver. Yeah, you know, like that, a, that, yeah. a you know.
1: And if it, if it were, like, if you were outside and you got that shiver and, like, you didn't have a jacket on, you'd be like, like oh, man, it's yeah. chilly out yeah, tonight. I, I guess, yeah. But is it chilly or is it that warm piss
0: that you just <laughs> excreted out? We're just keeping you Wait, are you saying that pee keeps you warm? I'm saying it (laughs) totally. If you keep it on the
1: inside. In or out. Like, if you're in a wetsuit, I've never scuba dove.
3: (laughs) Scuba dove. Scuba
1: dove. (laughs) Is that the past tense? But, like, they say if you're cold, they'll just piss in your wetsuit.
0: I mean, yeah, but it gets cold, though. Well,
1: yeah, like after you pee, because you just had all that warm pee shoot out of you.
0: I guess like you're in the water. Like I said, it's a weird question. Yeah,
1: I I agree. I've I've asked this to people before, and they've looked at me like, not only am I an idiot, but I should know better than to ask a stupid question like like that.
0: Blood is warm, too. It's like, it's cold outside. Yeah, I'm not pissing (laughs) blood. (laughs) Yeah, but just slit your wrists, and it'll warm up.
1: Imagine if, like, you have a they find you in the tub, you're not dead, right? But you, you tried doing that because she saw a tick tock or one dot, <laughs> and you wake up in the hospital, you're like, Oh, god, what happened? Like, don't worry, it's fine, we're all here for you. Hey, hey, champ,
0: hey, don't worry, on suicide bombs. We love, you, love you so much, we're all so happy you're here.
1: What I was, no, I was, I saw a bloodletting warming practice, <laughs> I was just cold.
0: <laughs> but by that logic the blood is just like the pee is warmer inside of you
3: like yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> so
1: to
0: keep it inside of you <laughs>
1: well eventually Wait, maybe I- not I- the blood you know maybe that's why why bitches be cold because they be bleeding you know every oh, every month <laughs> be getting rid of that warm blood Should I be angry too girl hell
0: <laughs> This is a We've hit we've hit the marker in the podcast where we both lose our minds.
1: Nah, we can go further down. You know.
0: <laughs> P is stored in the balls, actually. It's true. That's true. No, I learned, actually learned. Something. Speaking of uh, TikTok, I was scrolling through Instagram when I, before I got out of bed this morning, and it was like, "Did you know P actually comes from the blood?" I'm like, "Okay, what is this?" I'll listen. So it's like you know, you think you've all. You think of drinking water, and then water goes to your bladder, and it becomes pee, right? Well, yeah, it's, no, but it but is actually from the blood. And it gets absorbed into your blood first, right? You yeah, know what I mean, and then it's like, and therefore, pee is actually blood. And I'm like, well, no, I don't know. Just one of those, just one of those pieces of information I didn't really need from the internet, but it gave it to me anyway. Right. Say like, okay. I don't. I don't think that's
1: the accurate conclusion. <laughs> I see where they're coming from. It's uh, like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a flat earth moment where it's like, no, 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 you had me up until you got to your thesis statement. <laughs> it's,
0: like, it's like, therefore, P is blood. <laughs> well, back up, back up a couple steps.
3: Good evening. Thank you for joining me. My
1: name's Irrelevant. Tonight's top story is P blood? We go to Dan, Marky, down on River Street, who's going to tell us more. Dan? Thanks, Tom. I'm out here with some wild motherfuckers that have just blown my mind with this BS blood theory, and I wanted to get them on camera to let everybody know the truth.
0: (laughs) Go ahead, G. Tell them what I told you. Get these online campaigns. They start calling people pee blood. Oh, you're one of those pee blooders. You, bl- you believe P's blood? Yeah, okay, P blood. <laughs> okay, I don't... This is actually... <laughs> this actually makes me think of something that's... Um, <clears throat> relevant? You're not, you're, not, you're not even relevant. Just like... Uh, <laughs> oh, maybe a little less or more ridiculous, depending on your point of view. So the concept of or- original sin in Catholicism mm. comes from... I. I can't remember if it's Augustine or Thomas Aquinas one of those old one of those old Catholic dudes from way back in the day the concept of our original sin like the fact that we inherit sin from Adam and Eve is because all of humanity was stored in Adam's balls when he sinned <laughs> not, that is not a joke like that is actual Catholic doctrine oh man I had a Catholic
1: teacher I was in 7th grade and she um in Catholic school it wasn't like public school and she started talking about church and that though no, that did happen a lot in the Bible Belt but the, the she, she was she was okay to talk about God and stuff like that mm-hmm. in the classroom but um she starts talking about like how you should because we're coming of age right we're, we're all we're, we're all horny masturbating 14 and 13 year olds so she's uh, the topic is how how you should um Uh, Practice uh, your sexuality in accordance with the Bible and her interpretation uh, I can't remember what it was then the uh, The passages that she used but her conclusion was that in order to make it okay Then it has to be like period like pussy Wait that if you're not trying to have sex to conceive
0: Right? Yeah. Then it's period pussy. But I thought that was... That's in Leviticus. Also forbidden. Yeah, it's in Leviticus. That's what I said. Like, it's
1: her interpretation. Was like, well, I think that you do it like this. It's like, so your conclusion is that the only time you let your husband fuck you is whenever you've got a bloody pussy because you're not making kids with it. And you already, you had, like, they already had kids.
0: It's like... So uh, to avoid breaking this one law in the Bible, we're going to break this older law in yeah, the Yeah, yeah,
1: which makes a lot of sense when you start looking at how churches operate in
0: Jesus <laughs> in general. The Lord. There's a word for that kind of logic. Mm. It's Talmudic. It's where you you uh, have With to The tr- Talmud? Yeah. You the like the Talmud is basically like Back in the day, all these old rabbis tr- figuring out how they could trick God into not, <laughs> into, like, they're like, oh, well, it's technically not a sin because, you know, I, I did a little dance. and uh, Right. You know, so it's like, th- that's, first of all, gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's just
1: my selfish, hedonistic, chauvinistic male mind, but, like. That would be my primary thing. It'd be like that's fucking gross, man. Yeah, like, I, like, and I'm, I'm not—I'll I'll fuck a bloody pussy. I'm not above it. Uh, but if that's all that you're
0: given, and like, not only that, but to admit it to the class you're teaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to assume she's practicing what she's preaching, but
1: my guess would be probably not. But it's like that's—that's that's the Catholic
0: advice and mm. the interpretation you're going to use. I'd like to—I'd like to see the. Uh, the, the papal missive on on that on that yeah. ru- the ruling it's like <laughs> they they would give us some
1: things where it would be like because um, aside from uh the uh, seven core like curriculum classes one of our classes was religion class mm-hmm. so you know it's at the age where kids will start asking like questions about like the history of like the church and whatnot, seeing like, yo, know, the church was okay with torturing and murdering like all all of these people mm-hmm. in in order to quote unquote save them. Mm-hmm. Like that, that doesn't seem right. And yeah. like like you said, they'll do these backflips yeah. and like be able to
0: moral uh, gymnastics.
1: Yeah, they'll they'll, they'll somehow moralize uh, actions of evil, right? You know. And in the name of God, nonetheless, Mm -hmm. or their God, whatever it may be, um, that doesn't seem very Christian (laughs) as far as I'm concerned. But they would even have, like, interpretations where it's like, well, the church used to think that, and then the Vatican changed their mind on something, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, so then this started being the way. So they agree with the notion of the pope is
0: a hierophant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, that's, their, that's their backdoor loophole as papal authority it's like well by definition he's infallible so if he says it's okay then it's okay yeah, yeah. even if it wasn't okay before it is now
3: well I mean
1: yeah so I mean it's okay that you have like a, a, a priest uh, molesting and raping uh, deaf boys mm-hmm. you just move them to a different place mm-hmm. and like it's, don't worry the, they're, they're gonna handle this in a closed door session mm-hmm.
0: they're gonna make sure it doesn't happen again like, wait! Fucking we, kidding me, we, bro? We, invest, we investigated ourselves and found that we had did nothing wrong.
1: Sounds like the Fraternal Order of the Police
0: <laughs> may have something in common <laughs>
1: with the Catholic Church, which may also have something in common with Free the, the Freemason <laughs> lodges.
0: Mm, it's almost as if the whole world is run by a secret society.
1: <laughs> this is really interesting. You know, I just noticed this that the iconography for the law enforcement is the same as Zionist uh, Israel is the same as um, a uh, a three-dimensional cube or the Metatron cube Mm -hmm. which is the Kaaba which is the uh, sacred black box in uh, (coughs) Arabia I believe that uh, uh, Abraham's house is contained inside
0: Um, of it I think it's you're talking about Mecca? yeah
1: yeah, where uh, the Hajj takes the. It looks like,
0: like a meteorite that, like.
1: Yeah, the Kaaba, the mm-hmm. uh, the black cube. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it's a Metatron cube. Mm-hmm. That's a star of, uh, of David, mm-hmm. which is also a, a, a crucifix, mm-hmm. which is unfolded.
0: Technically, the Baptist cross. cross. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's almost like all the world's religions have been subverted by. A shadowy organization. <laughs> it, it is quite odd. It's almost as if it was set up to be like
1: perfect, mm-hmm. right? And then people that didn't like it were like, learned how it works. And then we're like, cool. Kill them all. Yeah, yeah. And rewrite it. Tell you what, we got this dude, Joseph Scaliger. He's smart as fuck. He loves books. He's going to look at the timelines of history and match them up with the Bible and also match it up to what we have predicted in the past as the church so it seems very accurate, kind of like how, you know, bringing Saturnalia and Christmas into one holiday mm. so that way you don't have warring peoples like, hey, we're all celebrating together, you Right. It's a Catholic or a universal religion. Yeah. <laughs> So when that starts disintegrating, right? You got to get involved in other aspects of
0: it with other people. It's, it's funny because, like, I think syncretism is super interesting, like comparative religion and comparative mythology, mm-hmm. where you can like kind of draw parallels from all different world worldviews and world philosophies. But it's like the people who say it's true, like, have a positive outlook on it. And it's like, in a way, I have a negative outlook on syncretism, where it's like, no, you're just trying to create a one-world religion. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can I can see that perspective mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I think
1: it's kind of, I think that conclusion of uh, syncretism is kind of influenced by its own
0: analyses. Mm-hmm. You know, so because like you have the you have the new <laughs> the new age conclusion of syncretism, which is like oh, actually, it's all the same and we're all one and it's, like, in a good way. You know what I mean? Right. But then, like, the negative conclusion is it's, like, no, it's being uh, manufactured to look like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, kind of like a Gnostic approach
1: mm-hmm. with it where it's, like, yeah, like, it looks like paradise, but it, this is not paradise. Right. You know, like, this this place wants to eat you mm-hmm. from day one. In fact, everything here wants to eat something else that's here, like, all the time, Mm. all the time. Um, But it's, uh, like, even like the, um, the whole Gnostic cosmology of just like, Earth and like the creation story outside of the Adam and Eve mythology, but as far as like how humans are manufactured, and every organ, every piece of like every finger is mentioned and is mentioned that which demon of Yadaboth or the false god made which archon was responsible for which body part and whom their I guess allegiance is for which demigod they pray to to influence that person so the totality of a human being as I as I interpret it would be an amalgamation of influence from how these particular gods felt about you. Mm. That would be like sort of like your starting card. So one of the arguments that would be made um, for like a, they talk about uh, who the genitals are made for, mm. and like they're obviously dedicated to a, an archon or demiurge that is uh, of sexual desire, mm. right? So the argument would be that uh, whatever sexual desires or proclivity you have would be determined by what the god of that wants you to be uh, wants you to have like you, per, you to like you personally or like humanity in general you you personally okay, because okay. Uh, like, like so, it, there's like, like close to like 200 parts or something like that that is mentioned body parts and each one is influenced by a different archon, mm. and each one of those archons
0: dedicates the body part that they make to a greater being. Right, 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 right. So it'd be like, like to just to make it more simple to think about, like in the Greek pantheon, be like, well, Apollo rules your heart, and he thinks you're kind of an asshole. And, yeah. And so like, things and like,
1: that your your heart would be uh, a, a slave to, mm-hmm. right? As far as uh, Uh, your reality and what happens to you and everything would be indicative on that. So like, if you're like a, uh, a farmer or something like that, like, and what, whatever uh, God is responsible for the hips or something, well, Mm. if you are displeased with this being, then
0: your hips might give out on you. You
1: may not be able to (laughs) to
0: toil and work. And the the arc the archon of the L four vertebrae is really fucking with me today. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's kind of like
1: um you know it's a like a it's like a pyramid right mm-hmm. so like at, at the very top would be the Yaldabaoth mm-hmm. and uh, then underneath that would be like a uh, like I think there's like four like lesser gods mm-hmm. probably. Uh, uh, I would guess derived over like the the four elements themselves right. or maybe there's five and five elements I can't remember but then it gets like and more from that like a family tree like or exp- like a exponentially more. yeah like a hierarchy <clears throat> right mm-hmm. and so all of this just used to like make what uh, uh, Yaldabaoth wants earth to be and what he wants people to do which is serve him mm-hmm. please him you know and have no other gods before him Because there are none he, He's the only one that exists
0: <laughs> He's the only one Like I forgot how we Jump to Gnosticism What were we talking about? Um, sin being stored in the balls
1: Yes <laughs> <laughs> So Like All All of these things like uh, Are In the And uh, within the hereditary line of, like, those first balls, Mm -hmm. right? So if you start thinking about, okay, how many people had to fuck to make me? Right. Holy cow. Yeah. Thank you for your service, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I'm glad to be here. But a lot of times, we've talked about this before, like, um, uh, thoughts in one's own head sometimes uh, intrusive thoughts mm-hmm. right sometimes my own thoughts my own dialogues or something like that but um, and kind of more so it's more prevalent I think if you're like on psychedelics but voices that'll come through and, or feelings emotions that you don't want to feel and you, you're not feeling but they'll pop up intrusively mm-hmm. right and not in your voice but they're there and sometimes audibly I'll have to like even tell tell myself like not interested, yeah, like, yeah. or make like
0: a weird sound like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so I get my mind off of it. But you know, you know how like dogs like will run into a door and then they like they like shake, yeah, and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a you do a little reset, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like totally.
1: Um, but what if these are just the epigenetic memories of our ancestors, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think that uh, I think that's entirely possible because like again like it has to go back to one set of balls, man. Like
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a lot of people. The, the platonic form of balls. <laughs> right,
1: right. At minimum, I would say that well uh, what was it? Maybe it was the Hopi that had a uh, split the races of man into fours and then into threes from the fours. Okay. So there was like the, the red people, there were the white people, there were the yellow people and there were the Brown people. Mm-hmm. Um, they all had like their own origin story. I, I think something is uh, similar in uh, uh, like uh, syncretism and stuff like that, where it's like the, uh, the uh, three sons of Noah. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. um yeah, so, like, it would have, has to start somewhere. It has to start at the balls. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> a long tangent. But, we, I mean. We did it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> it, it just had to be said. Not because, I mean, not only did all those people come from the balls, but that's where pee stored, too. P and sin. Yeah. And blood. <laughs> well,
0: aren't they all kind of the same thing? You know, I heard
1: an interesting argument the other day that pee actually is blood. <laughs> Look
0: into it. <laughs> oh. This all is all... <clears throat> that whole line of conversation came from me being hydrated, so...
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no rules to this fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever comes out, comes out. I am a firm believer, though, and I don't go back and listen to the shows, but just... I, I do, and I don't know why sometimes. Oh no, man, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I, I listened to enough myself already. Uh, but just from interactions and talking, like, I, I every, every subsequent one, I think, gets better and better. Like, I think
0: so, yeah. I think so. I. Uh, it's a
1: shame it took us 70 episodes to finally come to the conclusion that pee is blood <laughs> should have gotten here way sooner I think we all knew it deep inside <laughs> it. <sighs> I mean trust the science so uh, uh what'd you uh, what'd you think about the this uh this balloon uh, balloon case?
0: <laughs> I was just about to, I was just grade. about to bring that up like <laughs> what what like was, there was nothing else going on in the world that I woke up yesterday and I was like, just you know, looking at my phone as you do when you first wake up. It's right. like, what's this about a balloon? You know, like everybody's all up in arms about a balloon. I didn't. I literally had no idea what anybody was talking about. It was like balloon. Joe Biden's working for the balloon. <laughs> um, if Trump, if Trump was here, the balloon would have been been shot down by now. It's like a communist spy thing I'm just, so you know as the day goes on i find out oh, okay so there's this there's this balloon that <clears throat> supposedly floated over the entirety of the pacific ocean and made it all the way to montana before anybody noticed it and it's just been like hovering like over the entire country and then they shot it down in like tennessee or south carolina or something
1: yeah, I think once it got uh, off the coast of Carolina. Mm. Oh, so they w- waited until it made it all the way to the other side? I think so. I may be incorrect on that, but it, it was uh, in Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. Let's let's pull that up real quick. The, uh, okay, where was the balloon shot down? <laughs> it's like South Carolina coast. It's like,
0: this was the talk of the nation for like a whole... Was it one day? Was it yesterday? No, it was... was it the um, day before? or
1: I think it was like a total five-day journey, if I'm not mistaken. The Initially, I believe it was um, tracked, or at least publicly announced it was being tracked, uh, coming off of the Aleutian Islands, like from uh, Alaska, that archipelago that comes okay. off of uh, Alaska. Uh, coming across that part of the Pacific, I don't know what sea that's called I think maybe the, not the North Sea so we traveled over to the Bering Strait
0: or not the, I, I, I don't know where <laughs> it was at before the Aleutian Islands well it actually migrated from northern Siberia yeah there's and populated there's an air, yeah there's an air bridge <laughs> <laughs> the uh, but yeah so it
1: goes across the water before it makes its way into Montana mm. and then comes all the way across so like I saw an argument where it was like well, they didn't know what it was, and if you shoot it down over, like, civilian land. Right. It can be, like, potentially really dangerous. What if it's a, a bioweapon or something like that? Which, yeah, I, I totally, like, could understand that argument. But if you're tracking it coming from the Aleutian Islands
0: first... Shoot it down there.
1: Yeah, like, that aside, I also saw where a statement came out that... Uh, uh, during uh, the previous administration, from uh, the Orange Man himself, that there were uh,
0: three balloons that did this mm-hmm. that made their way across the country. That's interesting because I saw um, a video of a similar balloon. <clears throat> I think yesterday, like over in New York City, people were claiming that there were multiple of them, like in different parts of the country. I, I heard somebody say, that "Maybe, maybe I'm." Conflating this with what you're talking about with mm-hmm. the previous administration, but I, I saw up to three balloons being claimed to be sighted all over the country.
1: I, I would I'd wager that probably those were like older clips okay. that yeah. were also found. Yeah. Because I I would think that if if they're gonna talk about one balloon and get like that kind of like energy and mm-hmm. like media attention, like that's ad revenue that's coming in, mm-hmm. right? Then you would want to also run the other stories as well. Like second balloon spotted,
0: you know, second balloon. A second balloon has hit the tower. (laughs) (laughs) Good Lord.
1: But yeah, what are the chances also that they needed a distraction, right? That's my first thought. So both in media and in practice, how slow does a balloon travel? Pretty slow for people to just be like, look at
2: it, man. Yeah.
1: What is that? All the while behind them their houses getting robbed, they're they're taking the tires and wheels yeah. and rims off their truck quietly, right? You know. But like all this other shit could be happening. Meanwhile, people are just like, look at the sky.
0: Yeah. What is that? Because my my I'm like, okay, it was just a slow news day, and then my like conspiracy brain kicks in. I'm like, wait a minute, this is the biggest story in the country right now. What else is happening today that we have no idea about you know like they're they're like pa- they're passing some law to make like skin illegal you know <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna they're gonna start confiscating our skin. <coughs> it's to save the planet.
1: Skin is not a right. It is not a constitutional right. The founding fathers did not set up the greatest country in the world.
0: This is how this is how we implement equality across the board. as we just it's how we end racism? Yeah, we just all flay pl- everybody. We all, we're all going to look like the Attack on Titan monsters. Oh my god! <laughs> just walking around with those, her. those things are fucking nightmares. F- flesh monsters. Oh my god! But it, the deeper conspiracy brain is like, this just looks like a satellite.
1: That is also, also like, like my like.
0: I'd say like as far as my conclusions, that weighs pretty heavy. Here, here they go again, defending flat earthers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like cause that's the flat earth argument, is that Well like, the Flat Earth argument is that there are no satellites. Well th- yeah, exactly. There, which no, that's not true. Right. Well they call There's them, people
1: that put satellites up right, for a living.
0: Right. They call them sataloons. Yeah. Which is but a s- stupid name. To to their to their
1: credit, there are a lot of satellites that are just on fucking balloons.
0: Right, right. They crash all that time. But you can also put objects into low Earth orbit. You know, like that's not a that, that's not a big stretch for me, you know what I mean? Like the No you know, like I, I can I can believe that, that like NASA lies and that space is either completely fake or just like misdescribed and still believe that you can put something high high enough in the sky that'll stay there for a long time.
1: I, I would be I'm no magnetism expert. Right. But I'd be willing to wager that if there is some sort of electromagnetic relation due to the rotation that we mm-hmm. see between space and earth
0: or like that, like, st- like static or like electrostatic I think is what they call it
1: well I think electrostatic would kind of be like um, like a medium that everything would exist in would it not
0: okay Cause maybe because it's,
1: it's static oh right it's not dynamic right right right, right? so like but like um, with a magnetism and electromagnetism, you've got a a, a force, you Mm -hmm. know, this uh, toroidal field that, you know, to use one of the flat earthers arguments, like, but they will state that like, oh, we live in the middle of this toroidal field and there's probably a a plane underneath of us that is opposite, right, (laughs) on the other side of the snow globe. Like, the bro, this is this is getting m- more and more Marvel uh, like by the mid. Yeah, it's like, like some Narnia shit. Yeah, like let's. That was not the appeal like <laughs> to begin with. <clears throat> Anywho, I would wager though that if there is something like that going on, then probably a lot of satellites would most likely wind up at our equator, right? Okay. Yeah. Like globular or not? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Well, I mean, I would think so because, like, if you're not going to put it on, like, a balloon or Mm -hmm. something to where, like, I would imagine that, like, you would probably find most satellites, like, that are in, like, higher up in the sky that they can put into a certain place that
0: is orbital, Mm -hmm. right? You would get the most coverage from the equator. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, on either model, you have the farthest reach. Yeah, on
1: on yeah. any on any
0: model, the, the, the basically mo- halfway between
1: everything. Yeah, the moon and sun themselves, their clocks work around the uh, the equator, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, so there there's there's something that's there. Yeah, even like ley lines will like have everything is connected in in some way to uh, uh, pol- uh, poles and like you know, certain areas, well, the, these hemispheres are, are split. Like, this is important to the design, mm-hmm. right? Like, every everything is, like, mathematically perfect. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine the, that what whatever is, uh, say, like, the moon is in, whatever its orbital path is in, that if you put something, like, up around the equator, it's probably either going to, follow the same trajectory the moon is going, or stay with whatever is uh,
0: doing the rotation at the equator. Right. That would be, even if it deviated, that would still be the, like, the base.
1: Yeah, it's kind like, of like a sine wave, right? Because that's kind of how we perceive the sun and the moon to move mm-hmm. throughout the calendar year, right, is this uh, ebb and flow mm-hmm. kind of uh, shape, right? Like, and even, like, the... Um, the planets themselves, like, uh, around the sun, like, uh, Venus going uh, around the sun, like, I think its full pattern is, like, seven years, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and it, it forms that. The spirograph, yeah. like, it's a, uh, 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 looks like spirograph, but I think it's, like, the Venus one is, like, kind of like the flower of life, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Like, the, the five-fold or five-pointed star, mm-hmm. you know, pentagram. Yeah, you know, the,
0: I, I saw... a I saw a diagram of the, uh, basically what you're saying. If you watch a celestial body long enough and track its movement, they all form different shapes. Yeah, and all of those shapes are like represented in sacred geometry. And, like you can find them all throughout nature, and, so.
1: and some of them even relative to um, each other. There's um, a book I've got. I think it's called the Quadrivium. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's got a bunch of like Pythagoras stuff and Pythagorean like. Like what? What is music? What? What makes harmonies? What? What is a cube? What makes something uh, polygonal? R- really cool stuff. But um, it'll also have diagrams of the um, of the planets themselves and their uh, different orbital paths. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Here it is.
0: Yeah, that's the the that's four of the seven. Liberal arts, right? The, yes. With the quadrivium and the trivium, I think was mm-hmm. the first three. Yeah,
1: this one uh, has uh, the, the liberal arts of number, geometry, music, and cosmology. So. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. So, it's a shape uh, relative with Mars and Jupiter. It forms of. A four-sided flower. And the moons of... That's really cool. Yeah. Uranus and Neptune and Neptune and Pluto. Uh Uh-oh. It's Jupiter. (coughs) Six-pointed star. What are they up to? And Jupiter and Saturn both have six-pointed stars
0: is that that's like a Kel, is that a celtic knot something yeah. like
1: that i think that's what it is the three clover circle So
0: weird man like the
1: um i wish people could see the book i'm holding up i'm sorry i haven't learned how to once i get my ai up, upgrades i'll be able to just look at something and <laughs> describe uh, it, it and then we can plug it into our AI
3: yeah a- yeah, yeah yeah
1: and then it'll, it'll just it'll pop into people's earbuds <laughs> and then a little little <laughs> picture
0: will you know develop it's, it's crazy the the uh, microverse macroverse like uh, mirror imaging of like all these universal symbols it's like they're in the sky and they're under microscopes and they're like and just playing around with shapes and numbers you see all all these replicating symbols like in every aspect of life if you look close Yeah, enough.
1: Yeah, programmed into life yeah. itself.
0: <clears throat>
1: Which, that's... I mean, people can believe whatever they want to believe and I, I'm of the belief that nobody should believe what I believe at all. My beliefs do not require right. anybody to believe in all the ridiculous stuff I like. But I, I find it utterly absurd uh, the, that atheists will look at like... All, all this stuff that has been like programmed into Earth and that the ancients mm-hmm. knew about and talked about, and then try to use some Darwinian explanation of just like, oh no, this is actually just a floating space ball <coughs> in the middle of nowhere. It's and an we ax- have it's accidentally perfect. This uh, we happen to just be the one species that happened to evolve quicker than everybody else, which is weird because we're not the oldest species, right? Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. if that is true, then wouldn't you think that I don't know, some other species that were before humans got here would have been more evolved by now yeah, well, than we are. We should be hyper-intelligent shrimp. God damn, dude. Fucking moronic shit. Or even just the notion of like, like the, the tenets of atheism, like Big Bang cosmology, it's like, that came from the church. Yeah, I saw. That's <laughs> controlled opposition from the Vatican I, I in sell. order to, in my opinion, in order to
0: just get people docile mm-hmm. to believe them whatever they're selling in a different market. I saw a Twitter um, survey yesterday that was, should the, um, like, should the cosmological model introduced by Father so-and-so, and mm-hmm. so, be taught in schools. And it was overwhelmingly no. And the people who <laughs> voted no obviously didn't realize that that... I, I don't know the guy's name, but it's the guy who proposed the Big Bang Theory.
3: Proposed the Big
1: Bang Theory. Father Georges Lemaire.
0: Yeah. Belgian cosmologist and Catholic priest. Yeah. I believe he was a Jesuit, too. Um, you, you think they have... Sp- Strong influence in the Vatican? The military arm of the Catholic Church? (laughs) They're they're the the CIA for the world's largest religious organization. Like, they're the top fucking dog in the CIA, man.
1: Like, I would imagine that Mossad, FBI, CIA,
0: MI6, all of them, like... Even if they're not directly influenced, I mean, the, the Jesuits
3: pre- I, I ima-
0: preceded them.
1: So. Yeah,
3: I
0: imagine
1: that uh, they would nonetheless go to them for mm-hmm. help, if need be. How'd you
0: do it? How'd you guys do this?
1: <laughs> Here's the secret. First, you gotta start quit fucking bitches, and you gotta start fucking altar boys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Keep your mind clear. Gotta stay shut. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was telling this story about uh, went uh, to a, a venue that uh, my buddy Eric uh, is a production manager at, and he was, uh, you know, I'm in the booth with him, and you know, he had to he had to step out uh, and go check on the other venue, which is around the the corner um, or connected to the alley. So he's like he's like, yo, will you just watch the board, make sure nobody. Fox with any of the settings or like, you know, drunk people go up here and yeah. like, like, yeah, sure, dude. So I uh, go back out to the booth and in the, in the corner in a crawl space that's probably just about like two feet high and maybe like four feet wide. There's this dude who's like dressed in like black pants and a black shirt. He's dark skinned. So can't really see him. And but he's like asleep, and I don't know who he is. I don't work there, so I'm not about to be like, hey, get the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> so I just go up. And I'm like, hey, you, you good, dude? I'm like, oh yeah, man. I ain't fucked up. I just need like like 20, 25 minutes, man. Just a quick nap, and I'll be good. I'm like, all right. <laughs> then like. Other people like like the light guy came up there and like the photographer came over there and like they just sort of like point at him like like hey who's, who's that and I'm like no nah, no idea dude said they need to take a nap real quick though so let the man sleep I, I, and he did but as, uh, someone had said that like well that was that was actually just you being a, a good person and like you know not not being a dick he said he needed, you know just a quick nap and like it was a dark corner uh, away from people in a bar where he wouldn't be fucked with nobody would like laugh at him or anything or take his picture I'm like, I'm like yeah 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 like you know he just needed to recharge I'm like yeah yeah I totally understand that I hope though that like it wasn't that he was like then went off and like murdered a family right or something. <laughs> like he's <laughs> he um he's like uh, oh, fuck man I don't know. They've got eight kids. That's a lot of fucking kids. By the time I kill the dad, I'll be pretty tired. And I'll still have to kill the mom. Eight kids. God, that's at least the strength combined of, we'll say, like two and a half, three men. That seems like a lot of work. Man, I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to take a nap real quick. <laughs> Not think about this. I can't... I can't, I can't do it without you know, getting my head straight. We'll, we'll we'll figure this out real quick. Oh, this nice gentleman is stopping to see if I need anything. No, 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 kind sir.
0: I'm just just need a quick nap and I'll be good to go. How kind of you. Definitely not killing a uh, definitely not planning on a killing spree. Mm-hmm. Just need uh, 40 winks and I'll be good to
3: go. <laughs> good evening. My name is irrelevant.
1: Panic hits again as the Jacksonville Slaughterhouse claims another victim.
0: Well-rested man in dark clothing. (laughs) (laughs) The family grieves tonight. We'll be back for more. I I can't remember how we got there, but I thought the conclusion of that story was like, turns out he was a Jesuit spy. He might have been. He might
1: have been. He might have been a sleeper agent for him, hence the nap. But you know? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: <coughs> so that is fucking balloon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it a Chinese spy balloon? I mean...
1: Isn't that what the story was? I mean,
0: uh, it's yeah, but I mean it. What was the balloon? The balloon. About? Chinese fly balloon or civilian device? Here's, Here's what we know. This
1: is from the New York Times. So what are they? What are they saying?
0: I saw I I saw um, a photoshopped picture of it. It said uh, balloon totally not for spying. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So there's a American military officials on Thursday said they detected a high-altitude surveillance balloon launched by China floating in the skies of Montana, causing a diplomatic diplomatic panic that led Secretary of State Anthony J. Blinken to postpone a planned trip to Beijing. On Friday, Chinese officials declared that the floating orb was a, quote, mainly meteorological, unquote, balloon, that had floated into American airspace and introduced the phrase force majeure, an action caused by forces beyond a party's control, into the conversation. So what I think they're saying here, yeah, the China, China's foreign ministry issued a statement that confirmed the balloon's origin but disputed its al- uh, alleged purpose. It's a civilian airship used for research, mainly meteorological purposes, said the statement on the ministry's website. Well, the, the thing about that is that any business or entrepreneur in the nation of China is an extension of the Chinese government yeah. itself.
0: Yeah. So, communist meteor, meteorological research.
1: Right, right. And
0: for what? Yeah. It just, I don't know, man, the whole thing just seems sketchy, you know what I mean? Like, well, the, the fact that it's a story in the first place, is ske- it's like, right that should be like on page four, <clears throat> you know, like, oh yeah, and a Chinese balloon accidentally floated into American airspace, not a big deal, it's it's all good, but it turned into this, like, national uproar, like... I think that was the point of it, to be like, hey, why don't we get the right-wing, like, like folk to yeah. rabble, well, it, rabble? Yeah, it's like the right-wing's like this should have been taken care of already. These goddamn Charcons are their fucking weather balloons. Trump would have got them. I'm telling you. I saw a tweet um, that was, it was like, I see a lot of people talking about how this um, balloon should have been shot down already. So you think you know better than President Biden? He's in control. And then it was like literally 30 minutes later the same account tweeted, uh, the Chinese, the Chinese spy balloon has been shot down. Thank you, President Biden. It's like, what, (laughs) Come on, come on, man! Come on, man! So it's like okay, um, we already we already have tensions with Russia going on with this proxy war in Ukraine, who's for all intents and purposes an ally of China, right? If if not an actual one, they they yeah definitely potential allies. If shit were to pop off, they're Mm. definitely you know World War Three is going to be Russia and China versus. America and Israel is pretty much, you know. I think we'll have Mexico on our side. I I think the U.S.
1: because like we have so many trade relations with Mexico.
0: And the um, coalition, the European coalition that always tags along when we go have our fun in the Middle East, you know, they'll be, I'm sure they'll be on our side for the most part. Yeah. But it's like, okay, so is this like, is this saber rattling for like, Get ready, because we're going to war with That's China. A good way to put it, yeah. We're going to war with China in the next five years, you know, so let's go ahead and, like, get everybody used to getting pissed off at Chinese stuff, you know? I think part of it is, um, and that could definitely be a factor, but I think part of it
1: is also that nobody knows what's going to happen, mm-hmm. right? So you have everybody planning ahead of time to be like, hey, we can get war to break out, like, we
0: can... Right. And really make some money off of right. this shit. Like, this seems like a low-grade, like, um. I don't want to say Pearl Harbor. You know what I mean? But it's like it's, a, It is kind of Pearl Harbor-esque. Like, like, supposedly, like, the U.S. government knew Pearl Harbor was going to happen. That, that's what I mean. They just that, let it happen. That, that, that's what I mean. Like, um, like I, I hate to make that com- comparison because all the people that died, you know what I mean? But it's like... Okay, so like the government already knew, already admitted that they were tracking it in late January before it was ever publicly announced. Right. Know? So they knew it was happening. When it was happening, it was like obviously has this like China bad like right mentality. How could they? Yeah. Like how could they fucking put a blo- spy balloon in our airspace? It's like so for the past I don't know almost a decade now. It's like we've been slowly conditioned to hate Russia again. Mm-hmm. You know, like when it seems like between the last like decade and like the early nineties, it was like, whatever. R- Russia really doesn't have anything to do with us. Like right. co- cold war is over. So like, I guess we're cool, you know? And it's like, so now we're being conditioned to hate Russia again. And it's like this balloon incident seems like the first like introduction of like, you guys should hate China. Yeah. You know, it's What? I don't know. As a way to, if nothing else, gauge
1: patriotism.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, are we ready for another war? Well, if everybody gets like up in arms about this whole thing, it's like, okay, so the next thing that happens between U S and China, like maybe it'll be a little bit more, um, more, uh, detrimental, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? More like, um, something more dangerous is going to happen next time, you know? Right. Well, And it's like, um, is it Eric Swalwell, I think his name is? He's a a senator who, like, turned out he was banging a Chinese spy.
1: Oh, yeah, that dude.
0: So it's like, we, we know that, like, the Chinese government has agents, like, within our political system. But it's also like there's there's ties between Biden and China. Yeah, fair amount. Which is like it seems like a con- conflict of interest. Like why I don't know why would we be going to war with China when we're doing like backroom deals with them like that's beneficial to us. Well, there's too many people on the planet for starters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right.
1: So how how are you gonna how are you gonna take care of all these people? You don't want to give up your luxuries, right? right. So, if you want to keep your luxuries,
0: we just got to get rid of some people. Right. I'm thinking about it from too too much of the the nori perspective. It's like, why would we go to war with them, you know? But it's like, oh, hey, she, you know, only half of these women are women. Well, if you think about it, if you get rid of a lot of
1: people, you can keep the same amount of money that you already have. It'll be worth more. A lot more. Yeah. That's how we fix inflation. Did you know that we actually printed a lot of money recently? <laughs> yeah. Damn it! <laughs> it's kind of weird, right? It's kind of like they're setting it up for deflation to be a fucking boom town again.
0: Yeah, but you just can't have that many people sharing all the wealth. Yeah, it's like yeah. It's almost like if we if we got rid of like our um mil- a huge percentage of our military age citizens, all of our mu- we'd all be richer.
1: Yeah. Mm. Well, the ones that are still
0: alive. Right. Right. right? Exactly. Yeah and their so children
1: if you're you know if you're you know still having kids there's too many people on the planet though so what should probably happen is that we should probably decide ahead of time well who's who's allowed to breed more than once right you know right. yeah you got you're sure you can have a kid of course you want to okay let's see we're, we're gonna do some uh some experiments and some um Run some procedures, find out what your genetic makeup is to see how uh, how healthy you are. Uh, gonna have you take an aptitude test. We don't want we don't want more dumb kids on the planet. So it was uh, one of the arguments. Uh, I think it was Brown versus uh, Mississippi or Jackson versus Mississippi. Hold on, um, I have got saved here.
3: Um. Take me to albums. There you go. Uh,
1: Jacobson versus Massachusetts. That was way off. Um, it was a, a precursor in 1905 for a vaccine. Uh, the guy refused mm. to take a vaccine, and he lost in court, but he didn't have to take the vaccine. He had to pay a $25 fine.
0: Oh. That's a shitload of money back then, though.
1: It is a lot of money, but that's that was like the decision of the court was that like, well, yeah, you can't force him to take this, but for him not participating with the policy, we're going to fine him. What was his polio? I think so. 1905, maybe that's... I'm clicking on something like it's... If I can link, it's a screenshot. Um, There was also, (laughs) um, uh, about 22 years later, in 1927, there was Buck versus Bell. Um, where they uh, ruled that a uh, a state statute uh, permitting compulsory sterilization, uh, could cut
0: off. Hang on. Fuck versus Bill. Well, it's like um, I it, what it boils down to. I think the true American dream is like something you have to pay for. Like, you, like it's like. Yeah, this shit ain't free. It's like you can be free, like you can truly be free, but you have to buy your freedom. You know what I mean? Yeah, Buck versus Bell.
1: Uh, <coughs> was a decision was written by Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr. And the court ruled that a state statute permitting compulsory sterilization of the unfit, including the intellectually disabled, for the protection and health of the state did not violate the Due Process Clause of
0: the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution. Holy shit. So... Is that still standing? I don't know. What? Um, say the name Buck of the Buck versus Bell. Buck versus Bell. So they can So... You don't even have a constitutional right to procreate is what that's saying. Well,
1: what happened was the, the ruling... People used the ruling of it to... Then say like, well, who's unfit? Well, not only are people that have, you know, like like severe mental retardation mm-hmm. or, uh, say, a, a violent like uh, offenders, but they also
0: started targeting like promiscuous women. Yeah. Or according to that, mm-hmm. like little abstract you just read, it's anybody who's detrimental to the <clears throat> to the prosper the prosperity of the state. Right. Uh, Which changes. Yeah.
1: Like. The, the state like as far as who runs it and what gets yeah. passed down yeah some
0: things don't change but the people that are the concept of prosperity changes every 4 years or every you know it could change any day you yeah. know yeah yeah totally i mean it changed within an administration you know pre post covid i saw you know? i saw trump kind of run the whole country into the fucking gutter in less than a year yeah yeah you know? well and, and the the con- <laughs> the concept of uh being a good citizen Changed just within that administration. Yeah. Not necessarily because of him, but just the, to be a good citizen, you have to do such and such and such, you know, and it's like, and if you're against that, then you're a bad citizen. Right. The prosperity of the state, we must all participate in this ritual, you know? So, I mean, that, that wasn't the idea of, of state prosperity 20 years ago, you know, or two years, three years ago, you know,
1: it's. Prosperity to whoever's in charge now, right? You know, so like, yeah, like shit like that is fucking like nightmarish. Mm -hmm. That because once something like that gets written, then well, shit. Well, you can interpret like biblical stuff. You can interpret the law Mm -hmm. to fit a certain narrative. Let's say that you have a uh, group of people that are supposed to be your peers but are not your peers that are deciding your fate. Mm -hmm. Let's say that maybe. In your local community, you're not liked because it's rural and it's early 20th century. Let's say maybe you're different, maybe a different color, different religion, different God. Maybe you just, uh, you know, piss the wrong people off. And then they decide that, no, actually, we're going to make it to where your bloodline is done mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. Well, and it's... <clears throat> we, we, we've got too many people. Look, if, if we allow you to do it, then... Every whore in a ten mile radius is gonna be just shitting out babies. Pop. I'm not a whore. Literal. Listen, slut. <laughs> if you weren't out there hooking, then you wouldn't be here right now. Right. <laughs> my, my husband's a dentist! <laughs> well, he married a whore. I don't know what to tell you, lady. No kids. Well, and that's Next
0: like, case? Like, just in that simple phrase, like a jury of your peers. Like the, the term peers can be legislated to mean whatever you want, you know? Like, I mean, the way, like you're saying, the way it is now, Well, your peers are determined by the court. That's what I mean. Like, it, it can be interpreted legally to mean anything. Yeah. You know, my, my peers could be, like, people on the internet that I don't, I've never met, you know? Or, pe- like, if I were
2: to,
0: if I were to go to jury trial for a felony tomorrow, you know, the the population of this county or, you know, wherever I live, it's like, it's big enough that it's very likely that I've never met any of the people on the jury. Right. So is somebody you've never met, your peer, you know, like, m- like in my mind, like, we're peers. You and I are peer- peers. Peers yeah. are people that I've actually interacted with, you know, in the community. And that are on a similar level in some regard. Right, right. Like, I don't think that um, the guy who owns the paper mill is my peer. Well, first of all, I don't even know who the fuck he is. No. But he's also, like, on a comple- completely different like economic and social paradigm yeah my peer is not a single mother right yeah you know raising her kids that works two jobs to get it done but like according to the judicial system anybody who's registered to vote in the whatever um whatever location you're being tried in Mm -hmm. is a peer yeah so like that i mean that's such a loose definition you know
3: well
1: don't worry, you got two lawyers that'll decide, they'll pick and choose out of the group, like who who's
0: actually a peer and who's not. Hopefully they're not in the same fraternal organization.
1: You think that <laughs> happens? <laughs> Man.
0: That'd be crazy. You think there's like symbology root in the court system as well? Nah. I don't think that. I don't think that when they're making hand signs behind each other's back to the judge that means anything at all. I,
1: I could be wrong. I thought that they were just doing the diamond cutter from Diamond Dallas Page.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they're, doing, they're doing power, you know, power mudras to make themselves feel more confident.
1: Ah, ah, yeah. I heard that you can level up very quickly by channeling that. They used to say Reiki on beforehand or something. Reiki. Flame on. <laughs> somebody tried to explain to me the whole Reiki thing once. And like they, they just talked like it was just like, like, oh, it's, it's real. Like it's,
0: mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's scientifically real. It's like, <laughs> no, I don't. I'm, I uh, believe it or not, I am a certified Reiki practitioner. I'm not joking. <laughs> for real? Yeah. When I was 18, I took like a three day class and uh, <clears throat> it's basically make believe, you know, that's why I gather it's kind of just like
1: yoga, but like a different genre. It's like post yoga
0: yeah it's a it's a japanese laying on hands healing technique Mm -hmm. or healing modality i don't know what you would call it but um back in my late teen early 20 like psychedelic new age hippie phase um i got somebody asked me if i wanted to take it i didn't have to pay for it or anything and um so i was like yeah fuck yeah you know and it like the the classes were interesting we did some like guided meditation and stuff like that and um it's it's weird because it's like it does something like when you're doing it you you know you can feel something is happening right i mean there is um some kind of like energy flow like you can and it i i only did it a few times i actually did a a session a few times like after i got the the certificate you know right because that's what that's what it is it's it's just like a three-day class and a certificate saying that you took the class and now you're a Reiki practitioner. And I don't know if that ever expires, so I'm, I'm going to claim it. But, uh, <laughs> but it's like, it's basically you just like hover your hands, you get somebody to lay down on a couch or bed and you hover your hands over their body and you like, you like transfer your life force energy. That's what Reiki means, life force. And it like, it like, you know, according to them, it like um, encourages your body to heal itself. You know what I mean? And it was weird because like when I was doing it, it was like, you feel something turn on, you know what I mean? Like there is some, and maybe, maybe it's just completely psychological in my own mind. Right. But it's like, maybe I brainwashed myself in that three day class to make me feel it when I do it. And, uh, like you get a little tingle in your hands and you can, you can like with the, you've kind of visualize what's happening and it's like, something's happening, you know? And then like the person is relaxed and like, they always say it, they feel great afterwards, you know, and there was some, <clears throat> what freaked me out about it. And part of why, um, I kind of lost interest in it is there is a, like, there is an exchange between you and the person that you're performing it on. Like mm-hmm. there was, there was once or twice where I did it on, on somebody and like, um, like I would have to lay down afterwards. And like what, one time I like, I was just cry, I just started crying like f- just for no reason, you know, se- right. seemingly like. <clears throat> like a Reiki person would tell you that like you you like took on their negative energy and like you had to ground yourself to get rid of that negativity or whatever but it's um, I don't know it's like yeah it's bullshit but also it's like it's something I don't know what it is. Right. It, 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 like it could be like self-hypnosis you know let's say <clears throat> imagine like there's some sort of like placebo effect
1: mm-hmm. that goes on at least for people that like would be on the table right you know what right. I mean like, like, oh, God, I feel so relieved. It's like, well, yeah, you wanted to feel something. Well, you laid down for 10 minutes with with the you know goal of feeling better. Right, right. <clears throat> so, like, I mean, you can... People do it all the time with televangelists, you know, <laughs> yeah. where...
0: Like, Put your hands on the screen, because I'm going to cure your gout. If you send me a check for $50... COVID-19... <laughs> I'll blow
1: you away. i does just how do how do we do it? I summon the, the fires a... of hell. Burn.
0: That fucks, dude. That fucking guy. Kenneth
1: Copeland. Yeah, that's his name.
0: What a piece of shit. dude. Oh,
1: you don't think he's an upstanding Christian?
0: Oh, he's a, He, he uh, and Joel he's definitely Holstein. upstanding. He's a, <laughs> he's a wreck. <laughs> that for sure. <laughs> Those folks, man, like. Like there, and it's, there is something to say between like the the thought of a Reiki practitioner and a televangelist, because part of the training for Reiki was that you can't do it for free. It's one of the rules. Like you have to, it could be a dollar or it could be like a sandwich or it could be like you had to charge something. And it's like, you just know that there's these people in Hollywood charging like $3,000 for a one-hour Reiki session. Oh, he's really good. Yeah. Look at him. He's skinny and wears a white robe. (laughs) Yeah, he's got a man bun. (laughs) Greetings,
1: Jonathan. (laughs) Sarah. Friend. Newcomers. (laughs) I think there's a... uh... special place in hell or special sansara sort of burning off that uh, people like that will have to go through mm-hmm. eventually.
0: Well, it's like um, John of God is one of those guys.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He was, and he
1: never did anything
0: <laughs> illicit or questionable in the slightest. He, uh, before all like the Epstein style stuff started coming out about him, he, he did um, psychic surgery like, he lives down on his island or whatever, you know? And he'd, he'd charge these <laughs> these uh, avocado people, like, thousands of dollars to do surgery, quote-unquote, over the phone. Like, um, you know that scene in Man on the Moon? The, um, yeah, the, uh, the where he has the blood sack. Yeah, and he he s- catches him like palming it. Yeah, he's oh. one he's one of those guys who would like put it. He'd like put his hands on your belly and pull out like a chicken liver. And he's like, "See, there's your there's your sin or whatever." I removed know. the cancer. <laughs> I, I pulled the sin from your balls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now there's nothing but pee and blood in there. <laughs> Yes, the yin and yang of the balls, pea and blood. Why do you think there's two of them? One for pea, <laughs> one for blood.
3: But I thought P is blood, sir. Yes. Now is you that understand. Just, that is the secret to enlightenment. <laughs> <laughs> you have understood the duality of the one. The one is just like the man. He has the one pain and the two. But together is trinity, is one, one and two is three, but is one entirely together. Is this your first time coming to this seminar? or Have you seen this show before? I can remove all the blood, all of the pee, from your testicle for $500. For both, not one, but both you have other problems, we can talk to. Also, I would like to see your wife after class. Your wife is very sick. She tells me with her spirit that you wish to conceive a child, but you are having difficulty. I could talk with her. Give her a private session. <laughs> Nine months later. And after the private session, you will make love to your wife. You will come into her and she will Bear you a child. I need only one hour for her with this session. We can do it today after you finish. It's
1: like
0: the... the... logical conclusion of every cult.
1: No shit. (laughs) It's... The the folks on top, don't worry. It's for the greater good, but they need to fuck somebody in your camp.
0: it's, It's funny. Like, I was lucky, like, doing the Reiki thing. It was like... It was like a very small class, like three people, with like just a couple old hippie ladies who were also like had the um, quote unquote certificate right. to be able to teach. Because there's three levels. There's like the first level, which is I don't I don't know what they call it. The second level is practitioner. That's what I got. And then you got third level, which allows you to teach other people how to do it. So it's a is that the master class. Yeah, yeah. It's basically a pyramid scheme.
3: Yeah,
0: and it's like. If I were in, like, a bigger city with, like, more predatory um, hippie people, it's, like, that could so... There's, like, three steps between, like, just being, like, a little healing class to becoming, like, a full-blown wife-swapping cult. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I never really thought about that till now. (laughs) That's what Koresh did, right? That's what Jim Jones did. Yeah, that's what, um... Who's the guy with the booger whistle? The Indian guy that took over the town? Osho. I don't know that guy. Oh, yeah, the, the Netflix documentary. Um, I don't have Netflix. Wild Wild Country. This was years ago. I think it was called Wild Wild Country. It was about this <clears throat> this like Indian guru guy who like just like moved into a town with all of his followers. I think we've talked about it before. Um, but they basically took over this whole town. And like even to the point where... He had, like, this lady psychic sidekick, not psychic, his sidekick, like, went and, like, poisoned a bunch of food or, like, poisoned the water supply for the town. Like, they they straight up, like, did a hostile takeover of this, like, little town. It Holy just became, shit. like, a cult city. Holy shit. But he had that, that stereotypical Indian guru accent. But at the end of, I can't do it, but at the end of every word, he, like, whistled. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Jay Jay Dyer does a good impression of it. He calls it the booger whistle. (laughs) The, The guru booger whistle.
1: That's what it seems to be like almost any congregation of people seems to be. It's a way for the people that are closer to the top of the
0: hierarchy in that organization to control more people. Yeah, yeah. It's like the um, the natural progression of any organization that has power. Like what we were talking about with um, cooperating with other countries to make a war happen. Right. Because it's like, well, whoever's leading the countries, they're going to prosper anyway, you know? Yeah, they don't give a shit it's about like, Well, we get to fuck all their <laughs> lives, you know? And we get the money. And they'll be dead. So, I mean, it works. They're just initiates. <laughs> right. They still come here. <laughs>
1: Don't you see? They think this is the answer. And it's the answer for us. Yeah. They're right, it is the answer. Not for them. Yeah. Yeah. For you and me. <laughs> we can take this town over. Maud went down and poisoned the water supply down <laughs> on Maple. Hell, we just we got enough water here in the hills to last us a week. Shit, Bob, we can just take over that fucking town. It is ours. We got their bitches. We got their money, we got their buildings. What you think, man? How's is not the answer.
0: There was There's too many people on the planet anyway. There was a clip of Osho's sidekick lady and she had a like a I don't know if she was Indian, but she had an accent too. She was on like Oprah or one of those like daytime talk shows back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, they would take questions from the audience and one of the audience members stood up and was like, I heard he's got three Cadillacs and she goes, and by Tuesday he will have five. Like she was just out there playing fucking ball. It was like, yeah, he's fucking rich. Like, what are you gonna do about it? That's a good
1: uh, dodge and defense yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, because you're admitting like, like, yeah, he's got it, and he ain't done. Yep. He's gonna get more. Why shouldn't he? Mm-hmm. He's done all this great stuff. <coughs> like Kenneth Copeland has a fucking private plane.
0: Where's that? Who's that one guy, um, Dollar, Creflo Dollar? I think his name is. He's a he's a televangelist too. He um he legally changed his his last name to Dollar. I like, think what's his first name? Creflo, something like that. Yeah, Creflo Dollar. God, look at that picture. It's like the <laughs> the the quintessential televangelist photo. Oh my god! With that real estate smile.
1: I'm right there.
0: So yeah, yeah, with the hands throwing, together, throwing up the masonic three I, fingers. He's one of the um, he's one of these prosperity gospel guys, which I think f- I feel like all the televangelists are, are that. Totally, they're like, well, give me money and you'll get more money because that's what the Bible says somewhere.
1: How do you think I got so rich? Because I give all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm always giving back. That is the secret, people. You have to give back.
0: I'm doing my Benny
1: Hinn <laughs> <laughs> fire of the choir you have to give back
0: have you seen the street fighter edit of Benny Hinn? <laughs> it's uh it is internet gold yeah that's it the second one street fighter 2 best of Benny Hinn <laughs> <laughs> Again,
1: Benny in throwing fireballs on on all of his parishioners. It's so sad, man. Like, I'll I'll see, and like I get it with like people want an answer, right? Because people are so terrified of like their own brains, mm. like to the point where like they'll be like, well, I, don't, I don't want to think about this kind of stuff. It's like, well, maybe you should. You know, like, whenever I have not, like, bad intru- intrusive uh, thoughts, but, like, thoughts that are, like, really self-critical of stuff I've done. And even if it's stuff, like, from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, mistakes I'd made, being embarrassed, doing wrong, what- whatever it may be. Well, I should listen to that voice that's being hypocritical because it's telling me I need to work on something, mm-hmm. right? But a lot of people can't even do that with things that you and i talk around the show like all the time like you know complex ideas about like like god and life and earth and meaning it terrifies the shit out of them so depending on who they are and what their leaning is whether it's theistic or atheistic there's a way you can manipulate and get those people if you offer them a way for them to feel like they have purpose mm-hmm. or a way for them to feel like they're important or a way for them to feel like they're not lost and that's like Other people can help and they know what's going on and they can bring purpose and meaning to their life and they can be a part of it. So it becomes, in the secular world, activism, usually for global activism or currently, seems we've moved uh, off of mental health and now on to, don't call it mental health, it's actually just an identity. Right. Yeah. You're right about that. And for... The theistic side of people where you just use shit like televangelists we right. use where it's like like, hey man, I know you're you're lost, but you know what can make it all better? Jesus. And giving me some money to help you get there will start it off, mm-hmm. man.
0: Just just tell you what, just put some put some money in this hat. Just put some money in this hat. It works like for a reason too, because it's like a lot of these people who end up in these cults, <clears throat> like usually they you know, they can't pay their bills. Their, like, family's falling apart. You know, they've got all these problems. It's like, oh, you, you just give me all your money, and then you don't have any money problems anymore. Yeah. In fact, actually, why don't you just come live on my farm, and you don't have to worry about anything in your life. Just do exactly what I tell you to do. No rent. Right. You have all the food. <clears throat> you can raise your family here. Mm-hmm. It'll be safe away from the
1: horrors of this world, mm-hmm. which is godlessness incarnate. You don't want to live there. But we need money for the supplies and to make sure that everybody gets fed and everything. So that's why we have a collective
0: account. Mm -hmm. And nobody is able to just take money out of the account without everybody approving it. It's almost like the military uses the same tactics for their recruiting. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you're poor, you live in a bad neighborhood, you know, like, oh, you dropped out of school, you can't get your life together. We got you, son. Come on. Don't want to go to college, but you want to do something that matters. Right. Right. Just forget all your problems and just do exactly what we tell you to do you want your mom and dad to be proud of you don't right? you? <laughs> yeah well this is proud
1: by default they'll get all the praise and admiration from other parents that they feel they deserve just from your existence itself and you'll get an f-150 dude how about that new charger <laughs> like, a Rob- bitching, huh? like a pretty bitching huh oh it was a charger that's right what <laughs> <laughs> they could they could get a truck as well yeah. hey there's a lot of options whenever you sign up today <laughs> I had a recruiter. I had good test scores when I was a teenager, and uh, recruiters started getting like a hard on for me, figuratively. But uh, one of them, whenever uh, he saw what my test score, was he's like, like, oh shit, come talk with me over here real quick. <laughs> he's like, he's like, man, let me tell you, he's like, like, you got the highest score, uh, total score for your age group but you got 100% on the math. They give you uh, one minute and they give you 100 problems. Mm. Like simple addition, simple multiplication, simple division or subtraction. And do as many as you can. So I got all four of them like 100%. He's yeah. like, what do you want to do? I was like, I don't know. Like, I think like graphic design's pretty cool. Like, you know, doing art, maybe stuffing with advertising, you know, design stuff. Okay, why well, if I told you I could put you in charge of a nuclear sub?
0: <laughs> you could graphically design the coastline with bombs. <laughs> Friendly bombs. <laughs> hey, kid, Freedom bombs. Hey kid, you like video games, right? Well we got this brand new drone program. It's just like playing video games. Man. I tell you what, you ever play Call of Duty? I
1: love Call of Duty, man. Damn, me, my friends, my boys, we got on there. We could be anywhere in the world. We just. Here, you want a beer yeah, by the way? Anywhere <laughs> in the world. Here, have Carble.
4: a cobble. <laughs>
2: Fallujah.
1: <laughs> oh man. I died at the Fallujah level. Oh don't worry about that. Here, let's just get you get you another drone or yeah. right, uh, player up real quick. Instant there you blow. go. Got your restart point. Oh, hey, look, only two miles off the coast. (laughs) Not Uh, bad. (sighs) Yeah, so when you... I think once you start, like... Once you become, like... If you can become self-aware, for starters, right, then accept who you are at present, faults and all, and be like, okay, well, let me get better. And part of that is sort of, like, yeah. unpacking your your sort of worldview as like an autonomous adult individual you yeah. know right? and I find that a lot of folks don't have that because they start families very early mm-hmm. and th- their perception of the world is not relevant what's relevant is them raising the kids mm-hmm. right so until the kids get to an, an autonomous level like what's that 10 years you know what I mean they have just been living, like, making sure their kids are well-prepared, you know, for the most part. They're sh- shitty parents, for sure. But they're not spending a lot of time, usually, unpacking themselves. Right. You know, so then whenever they do get into their midlife crisis, it becomes, oh, my God, who am I? What have I been doing? What, 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 is, what is all this? How much time do I have left? Like, it becomes a panic thing, which... Yeah, totally understandable. Like I, I have existential midlife crisis attacks <laughs> yeah. frequently, but no, not to the degree of identity. Mm-hmm. I know who I am. Right. I'm comfortable yeah. with who I am. Um. So I can spend time rather unpacking things that I find to be fascinating, like, you know, like God, transcendence, Earth, getting. Out of Earth, how the system works. I had a. I think we've talked about before about the idea of like um, every person being so unique because there's one particular egg that was released from our moms, mm-hmm. and out of millions of sperm, there was one winner, right? So let's let's imagine if because uh, you know I like paranormal stuff, you know ghost videos and stuff like that. So let's imagine that the way to get into earth to get out of earth would be to be born right so what if you're the sperm that didn't win well you would have to go back to the ghost town mm. right the the astral plane that earth is on that is you know that i imagine that's where like skin and shadow people mm. and ghosts and all that like happen so if uh because like existence is so special and so unique and right and you'll have folks that survive suicide attempts from like jumping off like the the Golden Gate Bridge or something like that that will say that as soon as i hit the air i knew i did something really wrong yeah and like like all the way down just thinking about like this is not what i should have done and then miraculously you know the cosmos are like We'll give you another shot, then. Right. But, you know, yeah. But not not often, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I imagine that there, in in my uh, <laughs> spooky ghost world uh, fantasy uh, that I'm uh, setting up, I would imagine that there are a lot of beings that want another shot to get out of here. Right. right? That because this essentially is a part of hell. It's a part of heaven too, but this is the top floor of hell. Mm-hmm so if you ghosts can't get out
0: because they're stuck in the balls
1: they're stuck in the balls they're they're <laughs> the they sperm and they can I imagine through whatever a samsara cycle is you know to be reborn well it doesn't mean they're going to be reborn as a person right, right? Mm-hmm. for all we know depending on who they are and what judgment is placed on them they could be uh, come back as a sperm cell and be like well you got one shot right Let's let's hope this thick creamy load is ever in your favor. Get to the front of the line, right. boys. So, ha- having said said all that, I think that you know if you see um uh, uh, amateur paranormal like videos of like you know home cameras and whatnot of like f- things happening with babies that are weird, like like a baby being picked up out of its crib mm-hmm. and then standing mm-hmm. on top of the ledge of the crib on its two feet when it can barely hold its neck up or its head up on its neck you know and then just plopping right back down to the crib or things like moving the blankets off of babies mm-hmm. or sometimes there'll be hands that'll come up out like from underneath a crib it's like well, where's that coming from like it's, it's a, <laughs> there's like there's nowhere for a person to hide under this crib and yet there's a, a hand that's coming up so I think what you know some people will say like with some of the stuff that's maybe not the hand but other stuff it's like oh well you know the kid had a had a sibling that died or you know oh uh, my grandmother you know she recently died and was watching over maybe maybe though it's just envious ghosts mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. the ones that didn't make it they didn't make it they didn't get it and they they deserve you know because they're angry and bitter they deserve the shot to come back it's not fair that they didn't get the egg they had to die and wait back in the queue
0: all over again dude that's crazy yeah that's like psychic parasitic twins yeah that is wild yeah I like that
1: (laughs) (laughs) so I uh, Sam Tripoli uh, shared something about um, uh, the moon and the sun and like the idea about um Whenever you die, you're led to a false light, mm-hmm. right? That is not actually the sun or the the tunnel to source, but is actually the tunnel to be fed right back into
0: the Earth system. Right, right. you and, get put back into the loop. Yeah, be reincarnated mm-hmm. again, because that's the goal of um, enlightenment, like is to escape, like from like the Buddhist or Hindu perspective, is to escape the reincarnation cycle. Yeah, because that's samsara. Yeah, to, tran- <laughs> to transcend it and be elsewhere.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you take the notion of like uh, the sun and the moon are, they're orbs, right? We see them as orbs. But, but they're balls. Like, it all comes from the balls. <laughs> one is pee. Why? No, why the and one is blood. <laughs> this episode is going to be called P is Blood. I've already, <laughs> I've already came to it in my mind. <laughs> but uh, and I'll start with orbs, just showing you the orb that lay on the front porch. Um, but they're wormholes the sun and the moon, right? Right, the moon is the closest wormhole. So if they're m- multi dimensional, which I, w- I would argue that the sun and the moon are multidimensional. Mm-hmm. they are higher than the third dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, we can only perceive them in third dimension, but it would be like a giant. Cosmic if-then-else statement, so you get to your samsara cycle of going through the moon if your energetic aura yourself Whatever your harmonic frequency resonates at is too low The moon won't allow you to pass
0: right spit you back out.
1: Yeah But if you are higher than a certain threshold you go right through And you go to the sun instead, Mm. which is
0: the next level up. Yeah. Yeah. You got the cheat code to get past the moon boss. Well, that's like uh, what the, you know, the whole
1: uh, Gnostic approach of uh, the Christ talk about like, like a message to like, hey, you need to get out of this place. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. how do you get out? Well, you got to do good despite really shitty things happening to you. Mm -hmm. And you'll get to a certain point where. No matter how good you do, if you move enough mountains, they're gonna take you out and kill you for it. Right. And then your story's done. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's it's kind of like um, I think there's um, I don't know if it's Sufism, but it's um, some sect of uh, Islam that uh, is the notion that if you if you earn passage to uh, the the afterlife to heaven, then of course, all of your friends and relatives are brought in with you. Mm. So if your relatives have been stuck or damned, you are able to bring <clears> the <throat> bloodline out right, right. completely. So then the notion uh, hit me about uh, sacrifices that fathers make for their families and how a lot of them will damn themselves by deciding to engage in voluntary kill or be killed combat Mm -hmm. join the military police officers secret intelligence agencies whatever it is the purpose of it is to bring their family up to a higher status on earth Mm -hmm. right the idea being that if they can get elevated to a certain point then they can do better than I can do right however you damn yourself at the same time Mm -hmm. because you decided to do this life. You may have not had a choice with kill or be killed if you're in combat, but you decided to put yourself into a a career that engages in
0: active combat. Right. So you you ground yourself to this dimension in the hopes that one of your descendants will surpass you in Mm -hmm. ascension. Yeah, and, and them, therefore, and get the whole family take, out. You, take you out with them whenever they ascend. Or yeah, whatever. yeah,
1: yeah. I like it get, get them out of hell.
0: Yeah, I like that that worldview.
1: I I I think it's a uh, uh, one of the uh, uh, more beautiful aspects of Islam. Actually, is that like you you can get like because like if you can get into like this special place. And of course the company you keep is just as good. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know. Mhm. Now being greeted with all the virgins and well, whatnot, that seems like a, I don't need all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Offer so. me a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> Even if they weren't virgins. <laughs> if I got like, Hey, you want some pussy, dude? Dude, we got like 72 bitches in here, man. You can you, you can have all of them. Any of them.
0: I can't keep up with all this. <laughs>
1: Dude, I just got wanted to watch the fight. Man. <laughs> Maybe have a beer, eat some wings. You know,
0: <laughs> this is a bit much. But I, yeah, I like that. That um, I feel like it's a fairly positive worldview. It's like, yeah, there's like universal hope for redemption. Well, the you, o- the odds are against you, right. from the get go. So the the whole notion is that. Your
1: parents should train you mm-hmm. of how to deal with a place that wants to corrupt you, eat you, and use you. But at the same time, it's so fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's so much stuff to do. and There's so much beauty in it and stuff to be just completely taken aback from, from how awesome, like literally awesome, like Earth is. But I think once you start teaching notions of like God isn't real it's a fantasy that people came up with to control people and get money and you start teaching that through your bloodline well shit man what what are people going
0: to have to believe in? Mm-hmm. like nothing? you ultimately ground yourself in this dimension you know what I mean? well yeah it, it goes if, that, and, if this is all there is then obviously you're going to be <coughs> stuck, you're going to be stuck in this paradigm yeah know? And not
1: only that, but let's say on like some occult level, right, that some secret societies are aware of this kind of stuff. And let's say that these same societies are somehow, I don't know, in favor of like global authoritarianism that merges fascism and communism into one world government, right? And maybe a good way to actually feed your Malokian overlords would be to, hey, you know what you can do to save the planet? Get your son, cut his dick and his mm-hmm. balls off. Mm-hmm. Get your daughter, cut her fucking tits off. Prepare them to be workers because we've got work to do. Mm-hmm. we got to save this planet, and that is the, the future. Mm-hmm. That
0: is the one purpose and hope we have. Stop your bloodline, Yeah, and therefore, <clears throat> from the worldview you're talking about, Prevent any chance of redemption. Minimize it, if nothing else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah. Well, I've got some uh, blood in my balls.
1: <laughs> we got about uh, three hours on this guy. Escape the, the balls. Ass. I
0: think that's the the theme of this episode. Escape the balls. Yes. Ascend. Transcend.
1: Transcend <laughs> the balls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Be more than just balls. Be more than pee and blood.
0: <laughs> and ghosts and sin.
1: Pretty much almost everything the latter half we've been talking about. I was talking about last night when that orb showed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. Fucking really, really weird. Really, really weird. Um, like I said, the. The. After looking at it for like ten minutes and just being like, like what the fuck, mm-hmm. like what the fuck, I was my first
0: words were I hope
1: I wasn't being blasphemous. Yes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the archons coming to spy on you. Yeah, right. It, like he knows. The,
1: <gasps> the Chinese balloons. Oh my gosh! What well, if that is what they're doing? They were just sending out orbs across the country.
0: Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, the the mothership yeah yeah
1: you know like the the Amazon drone ship that'll yeah. just drop out all the drones yeah it's like this but you know with orbs that are invisible and then they just light up you know like they're artificial suns anywho well thanks for joining us everybody it was a wild one don't forget make sure to relieve your balls and bring a blanket with you not for peeing but for after you get done peeing it'll be mighty cold so stay safe bye later